What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it's our big 100th episode. 100! We've been talking about this forever. So crazy, man. So crazy. It is jam-packed. We have special guests out the ears, man. We do. It is wild. I'm just shocked people let us stay around for two years. I know. (laughs) It's been so crazy. Man, we started from just a little 30-minute show, and now look at it. I know. We couldn't even fit this opening in a 30-minute show anymore. It's like crazy. It's so crazy. So everybody knows we've been teasing it all week. We have Jason Ritter coming on for the guest interview this week. Oh man, so excited. So excited. We have Autumn Reeser coming on for our top five segment. And guess what, guys? Our forever guest is back. The one and only Rebecca Kennedy is going to co-host this thing with us. What's up, Rebecca? Hi, thank you so much for having me back. And congrats on your 100th episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. I want to drop a little knowledge for all the fans out there, and maybe even for Rebecca who might not know either. Rebecca's first appearance, y'all, our forever guest, her first First appearance, April of 2018, mm. episode 12. <laughs> Damn. Episode wow. 12. Yeah, that was <laughs> And since then, since episode 12, here's the crazy thing. You're averaging about every 13 episodes you show up on the show. Well, that's hopefully good for everyone yeah oh, yeah definitely <laughs> oh are you kidding have you seen the response on twitter people are so happy you're gonna you're on here so it's gonna be awesome yeah, they're the excited f- that you're coast and fans get super excited every time you come on they're like yes yeah, the forever guest the forever guest <laughs> So great. I can't, you know, the hashtag is forever. So. Exactly. It's true. It's true. Well, at least for as long as this show goes, right? Like, as long as they let yes. us keep doing it. <laughs> oh, man. But, yes, of course, we're going to tease a little bit of what we got going on in industry news. Of course, we're talking Disney. When do Netflix. we not talk Disney and Netflix, right? Like, it's so crazy. Warner Media, they're starting some new things. And yeah. you can't wait to talk yeah, about that's gonna that Yeah, that's going to be fun. And then, of course, I mean... I'm going to admit it, right here on the 100th episode, we're talking about my man crush, Patrick Dempsey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to talk about him for CBS Viacom. No, McDreamy. Yeah, McDreamy. And and he's so McDreamy for J-Lo, you don't even realize. He really does have, like, this obscene man crush on him. I'm just trying to get him on the show, Rebecca. I'm just trying to get him on the show. (laughs) One day. One day. That's right. Exactly, That's right. Exactly. Maybe when he loses all the hair and he's like, right. you know, it's just, okay, I'll come on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, before we get this thing started, you know we got to plug our website and our merchandise link. CrazyAntMedia.com. Click on the merchandise link and start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. We got the new and improved Bonk. You can get a Bonk beach bag now, guys. Oh, we've been teasing it for so oh, long. Yeah. But it, they look great. If, especially if you're going out to Walmart out in California. Exactly. You know you got to pay that 10 cents for a bag. So If you can find a Target, you can't even get a bag. Exactly. It's like you better bring a bag, so bring a bonk bag, right? Like That's all exactly. I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. Well, we're going to get this thing started with some somber news. It seems like the past mm-hmm. couple weeks uh, it's been started kind of slow. But this week, uh, the legend himself, Kirk Douglas, passed away. It's mm, so crazy. Yeah, dude, like Hollywood icon. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about legend, right? Like you're talking the golden age of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was basically like y- y'all, like, like 103, first of all. Yeah. 103. Lived so a great life. I want to live to 103. Right. So, um, but I mean, he was basically like the first big movie star before there were movie stars, yeah. you know? I mean, it, it, it's crazy. 75 movies um, and 92 overall acting credits. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. What do you think, Rebecca? Are you going to get there? 92 <laughs> acting credits? 
I mean, that's really impressive. And, you know, it's hard to even imagine living to 103. Right. Right. Uh, what a what a full, great life he had. Um, you know, it's always obviously sad when someone passes away. Always. But it's it's nice when you know that they've had a full life and they had a great one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and a legacy. I mean, you think about, I mean, come on, the, the Douglas family's like Hollywood royalty. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know, and it's, it's such a positive legacy and i mean you know like all families they had a little bit of turbulence here or there but yeah. overall i think it, it, it's an astonishing legacy and and he's going to be dearly missed it's a big loss for hollywood no doubt agreed yeah he was incredible shannon doherty yeah. this next one yeah. man uh i saw this one and and you know we wanted to talk about it because we talked about luke perry and you know the whole thing with them working together again on that uh, 90210 spinoff whatever that was um <laughs> It was, it was a little odd. But anyway, um, Shannon has uh, revealed that her breast cancer has come back and that it's at stage four. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we want to send our, our, our thoughts and prayers out to Shannon. She said uh, she wanted to kind of keep it private this time because when she first found out about it, she was actually working on the, the 90210 show right after Luke Perry had died. Oh, wow. And so she didn't want to kind of say, oh, well, I know Luke died, but I've got this going on. So she kind of kept silent about it until now um but you know it's so like crazy all these the, the cancer stuff i mean you know you go into remission for so long and then just you think you beat it and you yeah. got it and then it comes back you know yeah. and yeah i don't know it, it's i do you know she she said this this, this one thing that really just kind of jumps out at me she she said that when she first got the diagnosis she said why me mm -hmm. and then she thought about it for a little bit and thought why not me and she kind of makes this point you know that cancer is that one you know disease that it doesn't care rich yeah. or poor or exactly. famous or not famous or whatever it, it's going to hit right. you you know and yeah tragic so yeah. sending out best wishes to her and yeah. and i don't hopefully she can beat it again yeah right thoughts and prayers Absolutely. but now it's time for some fun stuff let's get upbeat <laughs> a little bit um disney of course we're talking disney disney plus has delivered an impressive uh, 26 and a half million subscribers since November 12th, guys. Yeah. That yeah. is crazy. That is so crazy. And and through the end of the year, so that's not counting all the way up till February, till exactly. today. That's just from November when it launched to the end of December. 26 and a half million subscribers. Um, well, I am one of those. There yeah, you go. I was we just, are too. We <laughs> us are too. too. We were just about to ask you, you know, if, if you were a subscriber. So, of course. Yeah. Um, Hulu also 30.4 million subscribers and if anybody doesn't know shame on you because if you listen to our show you should definitely know Hulu's now completely controlled by Disney yeah. um, so between the two of them you know you're talking what 56 almost 60 million subscribers to Disney's yeah. streaming services yeah wow and I mean, I feel like a huge part of it is because everything they brought out the vault, every old content that they had put out in the past comes and gets put on Disney Plus. But now all the original content that they put on, like uh, Diary of a Future President, and I just watched uh, Togo with William Defoe, one of their original movies. Yeah, we watched yeah. the live action Lady and the Tramp. Yep. They have some good original content they out do. Right now. And they're just getting started. Yeah. 
And you can't forget the Mandalorian. Yeah. No. Oh, how could we forget? That would be so bad. Yeah, no, dude. Emily Emily Swallow's gonna kill us. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, that was that was so fun to talk to her too. But you're right, and uh Funko just released Baby Yoda now the all time most sold Funko pop. Yeah. So, you know, definitely Mandalorian is is killing it. Well, I mean, but you think about it, Marvel, oh my gosh, and we're going to talk about that in a second too, you know, brilliant marketing through the Super Bowl with Disney Plus yeah. and what's coming up. You know, they were all worried about could they match Netflix, could they, you know, but I think, and we talked about this so much, and, and, and Disney's that marketing machine. Uh-huh. They're, they're, they're globally known, so I, I think that immediately coming out of the gate helped them. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely ready for more original content as well so i'm like definitely itching for the marvel shows that are going to be coming i I, you know kind of wish they were coming a little bit sooner yeah um but you know i understand like the production everything but i'm definitely going to be ready for some some more stuff that i haven't seen it's always fun to go back and watch stuff you have but oh yeah you want to see also stuff that you haven't seen Definite, definite, especially the Marvel shows because we're all total Marvel geeks here. Yeah, so we're seriously. we're like so waiting for that to come out. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, um, just that little teaser trailer of uh, Wandavision. It looks so cool. Like alternate reality. Like, are they possibly gonna like jump off of Doctor Strange, the sequel to Doctor Strange, and right, like, right. do the alternate reality stuff where it's like different like scenarios so i'm pretty excited but you know what my favorite part about that whole little teaser trailer was i mean it opened awesome with with uh sam throwing cap shield into the tree clearly practicing but we saw scarlet witch in her actual scarlet witch costume i was so like freaking pumped for that (laughs) i was like but you won't have to wait as long as you thought rebecca because they did announce just recently uh falcon and the winter soldier is actually going to debut in august sooner than originally thought yeah, um, it's still a long time. It is a long time. <laughs> she, she's a true hardcore fan. It's too long. It's too long. Uh, Mandalorian. But, but sooner than we thought. Exactly. exactly. Mandalorian season two in October, and then WandaVision in December. So I mean, that's that's they're they're loading up for the end of the year. Yes, it's gonna be a good end of the year. I'm not ready for the end of the year yet. Right, like we just started. We just started. <laughs> oh my goodness! This next one, I, I, I don't know if you saw it, Rebecca. We did not see it, so I'm super pumped that this is happening. Disney is bringing a film of Lin Manuel Miranda's Hamilton um, to, to the theater, and it's yeah, the act. Yeah, the actual original Broadway cast. That's cool. Yeah, and it was filmed. During a, a live performance, the director yeah. actually filmed this thing during a live performance before all of the original cast members left. So it'll be like you were there at the show, but yeah. it's going to be on the big screen. Epic. I mean, because how many people weren't able to get tickets to see that thing? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah did you I mean, see it? Won't be quite the same as being alive. No, yeah. no. <laughs> no, no. No, no. It, it, not quite the same, but, you know, I'm going to see it on the biggest possible screen I could see it on. Definitely. And, you know, yeah. and, and try to pretend that it was like there. You know, it'll be great. <laughs> $75 million they paid for it to get yeah. the rights to it. Yeah. Like, Disney wow. ain't playing around. $75 million. Like, no, I mean, it shows obviously that they're focusing a lot on Disney Plus and the box office because we talk about each week that they're breaking they're breaking box office records like it seems like every week all yeah. their almost all of their movies uh Last year crossed the bill, that billion dollar mark. Yeah, so like what nine crazy. nine movies.
movies yeah. past the billion dollar mark. It was insane. They controlled what? Nearly 60% of the entire box office was Disney. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's wow. so yeah. crazy to me. Are you a Disney fan? Like, are, are you, do you mind that Disney, like, rules the world and that the mouse holds the keys to everything? Because <laughs> right. you see, I mean, I'm sure you see, you, you, you're, you have a really strong presence on, on social media and everything. There are a lot of haters out there that are like, Disney owns everything. We hate yeah. Disney. You know, uh, not me. I'm a, I'm a fan. I love it. <laughs> I'm a fan. I mean, more power to them. If they just keep, you know, I mean, if they have the money and the power, like, why not? Exactly. Exactly. They're going to do what they want. Um, You know, and I, and I think that they're smart and that they, you know, they make movies for, they still make, you know, they still make the Pixar, they still make the the movies for kids. Of course, adults, it's great for adults too, like Toy Story 4 and all those. But then they also have stuff that's geared towards adults. Exactly. So they don't just have stuff that's for little kids. So, I think they're smart in that. Good point. Definitely good point. Oh, ooh, this next one. This next one. Speaking of, I don't know if I'm excited about this or not excited about right. this. Only because of the, what seems to be the current state of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Which is not all there, I, I don't think. But um, Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm, uh, confirmed that the studio is indeed still working on a fifth Indiana Jones movie. That it will be a continuation of Indiana Jones's adventures, picking up a little bit after uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And it's not a reboot, because there were some rumors that it was going to be a reboot. She then also reiterated Harrison Ford is definitely involved and signed on, and Steven Spielberg is definitely returning to direct it. So, there you go. I think it would be pretty cool if they were able to, like, pass the torch in some sense. Yeah. Like, if they found somebody, or if, like, Shia LaBeouf came back as his son and, like, take over. Yeah. That, that'd be kind of cool. But did you see? Not going to happen, because Harrison Ford said Indiana Jones died with him oh. and nobody yeah, else, adamant, else yeah he was exactly wow, he was <laughs> he was adamant and kathleen kennedy basically confirmed that saying like, okay. when harrison doesn't want to do it that's the end of the franchise wow like so i'm just thinking i mean have you guys like you guys have seen him in interviews and stuff lately i mean he just seems not i don't know like kenny kenny do a whole Indiana Jones yeah. movie? I'm just not even sure. He crashed his plane a, a little bit ago, yeah, remember? Like and like two, just three years ago. Yeah, just I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I love Harrison, but I'm a little worried about him. Yeah. Just like, do you want to do an Indiana movie? I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Making sure he stays okay, especially for some stunts. I mean, Indiana Jones. There's a lot of stunts in those. So yeah, seriously. Like... And he used to do all of his own stunts. So I, I just I don't even know. It has been pushed back i don't know what the deal with that was it was supposed to come out in may of 2020 but now it's pushed back until july of next year gotcha. so um maybe he needed a little bit more time to heal after star wars i, I don't know you never know. <laughs> I don't know it was epic though to see him in rise of skywalker it was see him pop up it I, was it was a really exciting moment for me yeah, yeah. Did, okay rebecca fan of or non-fan of the the final one rise of skywalker what'd you think i liked it um all the Star Wars movies, like I go in and I want to be entertained. Yes. And if I'm and if I'm entertained, then for me they did a great job. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's what I out of out of those movies, and I was highly entertained. I thought it was really fun. It was really cool to see the characters come back, and I overall just really enjoyed it. Did you have a heart stop moment when you thought Chewie died? Right. <laughs> I mean, I figured that they wanted to. Like, no, I don't think they're gonna kill him off. Like, this is- 
I, oh, you're so much better than I was, or Logan. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, did you, didn't you think? I, I almost shed a tear. Yeah, me like, too. I, I was thought, like, no, the I, last one. I thought for sure the Wookiee was dead, but then I was happy because he's like reuniting with Han, and it's all good. But no, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that, that's, I was like, that's really pushing it if they, if they kill him off. Right. <laughs> that's for real, for real. All right, I know you're excited about the next one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm bad at pronouncing names. Rick Moranis. Mick, Rick, Rick Moranis. <laughs> yeah, I almost put a Mick instead of Rick. Yeah, no, no, that's a totally different uh, person, Mick oh, Moranis. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, he's in early talks to appear as Wayne Salinsky. Uh, Salinsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, honey, I shrunk the shrunk the kids. Yep, yeah, you guys, okay. you know, they're getting ready to do a, a reboot of it. Yeah. Um, or so a, a sequel to it. Yeah. Do what? I'm so excited. I love that. I mean, they had like three of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I mean, the first one was definitely the best. Um, but I remember like going, I think it was Disney World, I think it was. And they had the whole Honey, I Shrunk the Kids area. Yes. And they had, like fly down the, the leaf. And, uh, right. Yeah, it was, it was epic. And they, apparently they're, they're going to get him. They're, 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 he's in negotiations to come back. They weren't too sure about that at first. Remember, I, I know Ghostbusters tried to get him co- to come back for, for this yeah. next Ghostbusters that's coming out. And it didn't happen. Yeah. He, he said no. He so. kind of took like a big hiatus, it seems like um i'm a big fan of the watch mojo videos on uh youtube and he was one of the actors that kind of like hit his peak and then kind of just took a huge break but it's kind of cool to see him come back and see what he's up to yeah he said he kind of wanted to walk away and raise his family and just yeah. be a normal guy so i think that honestly the last time he appeared in anything you know aside from doing a little voiceover work or whatever was the last honey i shrunk the kids movie honey wow. i shrunk ourselves so yeah been a while seriously yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true uh let's see what else we we've already talked about the the big commercial during the super bowl for uh disney plus's marvel shows oh this next one all right i'm throwing out conspiracy theory here and i'm just saying it if you guys saw uh, scott derrickson dropped off as the director on dr strange uh two so that had a lot of people worried because it's getting ready to go into production pretty soon and they were like "Uh uh-oh we're just a couple months away from shooting and we don't have a director and it's supposed to be linked you know to wandavision so and then wanda's going to show up in dr strange too so everybody was kind of freaking out but it appears and this is huge news uh, for comic geeks especially sam raimi apparently is going to direct dr strange into the multiverse of madness now for anybody who doesn't know and again what? How do you not know? Sam Raimi is the guy responsible for the original Spider-Man trilogy yeah. with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. So pretty freaking pumped. It's got a lot of people happy that he's coming on to direct this film. But here's my conspiracy theory. J.K. Simmons played J. Jonah Jameson in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. Right. And for everybody who knows, J. Jonah Jameson popped up in the latest Spider-Man film. And it was J.K. Simmons. So I think Sony and Marvel have been planning this from the get-go about merging the Sony Spider-Man universe and the MCU together. The plan was always building towards a live-action Spider-Verse movie and that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have always been in the plan. And this is just – this is it. I think Sam Raimi was always going to direct this movie and lead it into the, the, the mixed universe. So when do you think it started? Like when do you think the plan started? I think from the moment they worked out the deal for the first Spider-Man appearance in Civil War. 
Mm. I just feel like, like that's, that's a lot of thinking. It that's is, a it lot is, but going into it. And maybe after everybody was putting out the theories of, oh, it would be awesome to see a live-action uh, multiverse Spider-Man, like all of yeah. them come together. That's when I think the stuff started going Did into. you like the animated film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, when it was all the different Spider-Mans? Did you like that one? I did. I did really like it. So would oh you be? God, I thought it was really fun. Yeah. So would you be cool with like a live action version of that where we had like Tom yeah. Holland Spider Man and Toby yeah, Spider Man? Yeah, I think that and... would be really interesting to see them all in one movie together right. playing the same kind yeah. of the same you know same character. Um, yeah, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I think I think you and every Marvel fan in existence agree. So right. like I, I definitely <laughs> yeah. do. So I am excited though. The real question is though, with Sam Raimi now directing, the only question left is will bruce campbell show up in it yeah. because he's in everything sam raimi does so like That's will bruce true. campbell show up in maybe it? A, maybe a cameo yeah yo yeah definitely he should he should totally be ash yeah it would be so funny if he was ash and all of a sudden merged the evil dead universe with the mcu right. that'd be that'd so be epic okay it's total geek fest all right moving on <laughs> Um, Mike Coulter, speaking of Marvel stars, Mike Coulter has signed on to appear in Hulu's Monsterland. So, oh. boy, he can't get away from the horror stuff lately. Um, it's going to be a horror anthology from uh, Annapura TV. Gothic Beasts is the name of the episode that he's going to be in. Mm -hmm. And for everybody who doesn't know, uh, he was Luke Cage in, yeah. in the Marvel Netflix uh, series. And um, he's on Evil right now, which is doing really huge on CBS. That's yeah. why I said he can't get away from the horror stuff right now. But I'm... Uh huge fan of the show evil yeah yes um i think it's really interesting um and different and i hope to be on it one day <laughs> well <laughs> we, that would be pretty epic i mean you you uh, you do have a history with horror and, and supernatural like crazy stuff so i think it would be perfect for you Agreed. honestly thank you uh, oh I man and you, yeah and and you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with mike coulter come on now yeah that'd be, that'd be pretty badass <laughs> right you know just putting it out into the universe yeah, yeah no exactly. you know and and of course you know after the show we're going to tweet it everywhere of so I mean, you know rebecca kennedy needs to be on evil she needs to go toe-to-toe exactly. -to -toe with mike we'll coulter start the campaign that's we'll right <laughs> yes, yes. and you know we will because you're our forever guest we take care of you we're gonna do it right. oh my goodness but we were teasing this next one at the beginning of the show warner media warner brothers and hbo max have announced the creation of warner max a new film label that will serve as a feature production arm for the streaming service that launches in may which is super exciting because it kind of i feel like it kind of keeps everything organized yeah yeah i mean okay because as we know, like, you know, Disney's still doing Walt Disney Pictures or Pixar or their main film studios are also providing content now for Disney Plus. Right. You know, but Warner looks like they're going to go the opposite route and say, you know what, we got Warner Brothers Pictures and New Line Cinema and all these, but they're focusing on theatrical. So now this new studio is going to focus strictly on making original films for Warner Max. Yeah. I mean, for um, HBO Max. Yeah. So uh, well, I guess it's 10 mid budget movies a year they're talking about making specifically for HBO Max. I think it's a good idea. I yeah. mean, you know, because uh, if, you, if you're tasked with trying to make so many movies, and we know now Disney's just crushing the competition at the box office, yeah. so you've got all the stress of even trying to compete with Disney at the box office on top of trying to make shit for your streaming service. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would imagine it could get pretty hectic, so the idea that you've got a studio that's only task is the streaming service, exactly. I think is a good idea. Exactly. I mean, it takes less off of your plate i feel like what's your thoughts rebecca on original films on streaming services 
I mean, I think it's great as an actor because there's just more and more opportunities for actors to be in stuff mm-hmm. now, which is great for us. Do you think they should be Oscar contenders? Should they not be Oscar contenders? Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I think that I, I, I think that if just because you're on a streaming service doesn't mean that you should not qualify if the movie is good, the movie is good. And some, you know, some movies just won't do as well at the box offices if, if that's the only thing they do. You know, if they're, right. if they're only there, they just, they're not going to find their audience the same way as if, you know, you're scrolling on Netflix and you're like, hey, I don't have to leave my apartment or my house and I can just watch it. You know, because now it's like, it seems like, you know, most of the movies that do really well at the box office are like either action or horror or like Marvel. And it's really hard for just, you know, a lot of times like a, a, just a drama or even a comedy sometimes to do well um so it gives a, a, a platform for those movies to be and still be cool. agreed and you know uh, just just i want to like speak to one of the things that i thought was pretty shitty too when people say well those aren't real movies or they shouldn't be qualified for oscars or not that to me you're slapping the face of every below the line crew member who worked on that film somehow saying you're not as good as or qualified as somebody that worked on a theatrical release that's ridiculous exactly. most of these people are the same people exactly. that worked on the theatrical releases so to somehow say that it's not the same or not a real film is just ridiculous to me if you spent 50 million dollars or 100 million dollar budget on a film just because it's for Netflix or if it's in the theater it's still a film exactly. i mean that, yeah, it that's still takes the same amount of time, the same amount of effort, the same amount of work, you're still making the product. You're just, you know where it's going to do well. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, of course, we're huge Oprah friends. Oprah friends. <laughs> Oprah yes. friends. That would be the, the, the goal and one day, yes. We were friends with Oprah. <laughs> but we are huge fans, and this story has been like talked about for the past couple weeks, which is super crazy. Following Oprah Winfrey's exit from this project, and I'm talking about on the record, the one that deals with the uh, Russell Simmons uh, sexual co- assault cases, that documentary, right. the one that went to Sundance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Oprah dropped off of it, yeah. obviously. It was supposed to be part of Oprah's Apple TV deal. Yeah. And then Oprah kind of dropped off of it. And she said that there were some allegations that were towards a certain individual in in the film that she didn't feel were backed up enough. She, not Russell Simmons. It's a different person that they're talking about maybe somebody that was aware of what was going on and facilitated or whatever but she just felt like she wasn't comfortable enough with that particular section of it moving forward because she she didn't feel it was verified enough i think a lot of people forget oprah comes from journalism so she's got to be one of those it's got to have three sources it's got to be verified it's got and she just didn't feel comfortable so she dropped off of it i guess hbo max feels comfortable with it though because they picked it up that's that's uh, that's what the story is now so they've they kind of shopped it around and hbo max is picked it up and russell simmons y'all he has tried hard to like kill this thing yeah so i I don't know how well it's gonna play or not play it it would seem you know the r kelly stuff and like all the the weinstein stuff it all plays really well whenever they document or do anything like this you know i think people are kind of like it's that train wreck you can't turn away from yeah like i mean look how successful the ted bundy stuff was on netflix yeah i mean i i just think it's one of those things where people are disgusted by it but want to watch it yeah you know they can't help but want to watch it yeah. so and i feel like this one this case and uh specifically uh, he's still working i feel like he's still doing everything he was doing before the allegations so yeah. he's really just trying to push this thing into the closet so nobody hears about it anymore but hopefully there is wide range of people that see this and take into account 
what he has possibly done, but we also need to make sure to file it legally as well. I mean, it's just going to be a like a hypothetical piece that's put out until it's filed legally because you are innocent until proven guilty in this yeah. country. So we need to do that as well. If he has done something wrong, we need to try him. Exactly. Unless, unless you're the victim. Yeah. And then you're just like vilified. Exactly. I, wanna, I still want to talk about that a little bit because the Weinstein stuff going on, the, this poor woman again, the, the, the recent witness, uh, was just hammered because apparently they had emails where she had a friendly back and forth conversation with Weinstein, but she was terrified of him. Yeah. So she wasn't, you know, and they just relentlessly, you know, hammered her about being a liar. She wasn't raped that she wanted it. And like all the, it, to me, it just drives me absolutely insane that when we make the victim the bad guy exactly. in these type situations i mean god bless you rebecca i don't even know what it must be like to be a woman in the industry and 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 kind of have to deal with this kind of stuff on a daily basis because everybody likes to talk about how it's improved or it's gotten better it's this, but it still exists and i can't even imagine much kudos to you for even trying to deal with it because i don't know if i could well and i understand that you know when you're dealing with someone that is that much power at that time and that much control even if you're uncomfortable a lot of times we will haha laugh it off or or be polite because you want to work right and it's not i'm not saying that that's right but you know you're like you you know you're going to be polite and kind because you don't want this person to blacklist you or whatever you think is going to happen um so you know that doesn't make a person a liar because they were polite to the other person i think that you know if there was one allegation against him fine but there's so many exactly it's like it's just ridiculous now <laughs> yeah it, it absolutely is and, and that's a great point you know just because somebody doesn't remember a certain part of the attack or the, or they were friendly afterwards or whatever like you said does not make them a liar so uh i just i hope that we can get better at not making these victims the bad guys that's exactly. just so crazy all right that got heavy again but yeah. let's uh lighten it back yeah. up <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry sorry guys sorry uh, that's right. it's time for mcdreamy <laughs> let's talk about he's returning to television guys he has signed on and to star and executive produce in ways and means a newly ordered drama pilot set up at cbs with uh, Nina Tesler, yep. uh, the network's former entertainment president attached. Uh, Ways and Means revolves around a powerful congressional leader, Dempsey, uh, who has <laughs> lost his faith in politics and who finds himself working secretly with an idolistic younger congresswoman uh -oh. who works for the opposite party. Uh-oh. So this is very relevant. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. You know I'm a huge politics fan. Exactly. I'm that guy who watches C-SPAN and watches all the debates and everything. I am a huge Patrick Dempsey fan. I'm not – I don't fangirl over him like you do. You but should. No. <laughs> You should. I am a big fan. <laughs> Way back from Can't Buy Me Love. You know, remember that one? No, because you weren't born. It's okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm excited about this. You know, it is very relevant now and what's going on in politics and somebody who's become disillusioned with the game and how it's all working and can you reach across the aisle and kind of, you know, get yeah. some stuff done. I don't know. Sounds thrill. I, I like political thrillers, so I'm hoping this works and, you know, who doesn't want to see him back on TV, right? Exactly. I mean, we need Patrick Dempsey on a weekly basis. <laughs> I can't disagree. Uh, I don't know him. He seems very nice, and he's nice to look at, too. So <laughs> he's a great actor. 
Hence why everybody wants him back on TV. CBS, you know that was the same thing when they made the pitch. He's nice to look at. Let's sign him. Like, I mean, you know, Andy can act. Yeah, so, you know, exactly. that's the thing. Yeah. Now, he's which been dreamy. Which obviously is much more important that he's a good actor. Exactly. exactly. Put that out there. Sure, sure. Let's put that out there. <laughs> So, but I can see him in a political role, though. I mean, oh, yeah, he's definitely. great as a doctor, yes. as a neurosurgeon, so I could definitely see him in a sophisticated neuro... Or, I was about to say neurology. Um, yeah. <laughs> a political role. So so, sometimes I feel like you need to be a brain surgeon uh, to be a politician these yeah, days, so I mean, maybe. You know. <laughs> yeah, he plays, like, the, the, the suits, like, very well. Yeah. Like, he's really yeah, convincing as, you know, you buy it. Yeah, and then, but he also played like a you know a yard guy on the back of a lawnmower really well yeah. way back in the day. So he's just a great actor. Let's just say he's a great actor. Right. I, I, you know, all right. The love fest continues for Patrick Dempsey. Right. It's, it's I'm all making good. a sound clip of just the love fest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, CBS has also got Lincoln Lawyer coming. You know, a television series yeah. based on Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey. Um, the movie, not the series, won't have Matthew McConaughey. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. Right. Um, but they will have lost alumni, Kylie Sanchez. She's apparently going to join it up as uh, Mickey's ex-wife um, and office manager. So that's going to be pretty... I'm a huge fan of the movie. Yeah, so I hope too. that the series does really well. You can see it's starting to ramp up. I think that... And I, I credit all of this to our, our co-host Rebecca here, but the huge success of Law and & Order and Law yeah. & Order SVU, you just kind of see like this push for legal shows now. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody's trying to capitalize on the on the police procedures uh, dramas or, you know, the, the courtroom dramas because they're hugely successful. Exactly. I mean, All because of Rebecca Kennedy. That's right. I mean, <laughs> come on now. Uh, Book yeah, of Esther, um, come on. They, you know, they do, yeah, I think they do well because every, you know, every week it's a, a different story and it's you know they can push as far as they can and it's exciting and and people want to tune in every week to see what's going to happen and you know they can you know I think they work pretty well. And they hire amazing actors like yourself. So it's true. It's true. <laughs> so yeah. may, 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 maybe you'll show up on Lincoln Lawyer. I, we don't know. Maybe. You know, you know. If you we pop up know. on Evil for CBS and you do a great job, which we know you will, it only makes sense that you move to another one. You've already been on Criminal Minds. So, I mean, right? Exactly. It's just like, come on now. You're a CBS's but favorite. Come on, CBS. I'm that waiting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Adam Bernstein is executive producer. We'll reach out to Adam. We'll be like, come on now. Right. Let's, let's get this done. <laughs> all seriousness though if you haven't seen book of esther uh you know law and order svu with rebecca watch it it's Definitely. insane it is intense it is crazy don't try to snatch a candy bar don't like do it, it don't do it it's, it's crazy she will she will kill you no <laughs> yeah no <laughs> thank you anyway, it was awesome uh oh gosh what oh this next one were you a, were you a fan of house of pain I'm, I'm gonna say I was too young for it. Didn't uh, watch it at all. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. But I sure. love Tyler Perry. So. Yeah. It was one of Tyler Perry's firsts. Yeah. yeah. Way back. Way back. You remember it, Rebecca? We we won't get you to say your age, but do you remember House of Pain back in the day? Vaguely. V there you go. Vaguely. <laughs> She's like, I was a wee youngin. I'm not gonna say. All right. Eight years uh, after it wrapped up, it wrapped up eight I years mean, I, ago. Yeah, I was alive, but <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't a show that it was. I had, I watched for whatever reason. All right, fair enough, fair enough. It did have a crazy cast, though. I mean, LaVon Davis and Cassie Davis Patton and uh, China McLean and, like, I mean, a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, so Keisha Knight Pullman from Cosby Show and stuff. Like, it's crazy. Anyway, it's coming back. 
Oh. BET is bringing it back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Tyler Perry going to make another research. He's having a few of his shows go off, ending yeah. their runs, you exactly. know, here over the next few months. But he's going to bring back this one. I mean, everybody seems to be doing the reboots or yeah. the revisits. So, and if I guess you're lucky enough to get the entire original cast back. Yeah. I mean, this should be interesting. Oh, my goodness. This next one. Is this really an Expendables Christmas movie? Yeah. yeah it's an Expendables <laughs> Christmas movie. Are we going to have the whole Die Hard thing? Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> but the long-awaited fourth installment in the Expendables franchise is finally headed into production this year's guys. Oh my goodness, all the badass 80s action flick stars are all in it. And I mean, we got some new people like Jason Statham. I love that dude. Uh, this new film, The Expendables, A Christmas Story. Yes. It's going to focus on Jason, Jason Statham's character, Lee's Christmas. See, so it's a double meaning because yeah. his name is Christmas and it's basically the story is focusing on him and his background and his stuff. So that's the Christmas story. But then it's also going to be set during Christmas, during which Christmas. makes it a Christmas story. So it's two meanings behind Christmas story. That's hilarious. So, my question is, do we want this? Is Expendables... I remember that for a long time there was supposed to be a female spinoff of Expendables, yeah. like an all-female version or whatever, but do we need enough? I mean, it's not like the latest Terminator or or um, Rambo did massively successful yeah, numbers yeah. at the box office. So do we want to keep seeing these 80s like action stars back in these movies? Statham, I guess, is still doing pretty yeah, good, which sure. is maybe why the focus is Statham. Yeah. But, but apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Stallone are, are going to be back. Yeah. So. I mean, it makes sense because isn't it one of their movies? Isn't it, it Stallone's? It's Stallone's franchise, yeah. yeah so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Another action movie. Yay. <laughs> like Rebecca said, another tentpole action movie. Yay. 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 Well, you know, I'll watch it. I'm all, I like action, so. Exactly. Yeah. As long yeah. as it's entertaining, honestly. Like, we went and saw Bad Boys this week, and, like, it was just another Bad Boys movie, and it was entertaining. Like, as long as yeah. it was good, you just don't think too much into it. Yeah, so, exactly. I, mean, I Yeah, I enjoyed it. I yeah. think they were having fun, so I Exactly. Fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to see Stallone be Stallone, though, like, in real, because right now he's got, like, this huge gray beard, yeah. and, like, he let his hair go all gray and everything. Like, let's see that Stallone on screen. Right. Don't dye the hair and, like, all that kind of thing. Just be Stallone, and, and like, yeah, I think it would be epic. Like, it's okay but, to be old. That's right. It's okay to be old and wise. It's good. Oh, it's good. Goodness. Oh, this next one. Mm, this isn't it well, okay we all know faith-based movies are like killing it right now at the box office they right are. like that you can you can produce them and make them at a le relatively low budget you know and then they're they're just raking in the dough at the box office so it only makes sense to keep making them right mm -hmm. Lionsgate's gonna make one they've greenlit a movie about uh Kurt Warner no. NFL Hall of Famer Kurt Warner yeah and it's basically gonna show um and, and it is from the same people who did I can only imagine it's basically gonna follow his rise from when he tried to be in the NFL and didn't make it, and he was basically stocking shelves as a grocery store clerk, yeah. and then got the call to come to you know the Rams oh, and wow. and went on to win Super Bowl and That's you know cool, MVP. Though. So yeah, I mean it's inspiring. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think another one down the line that we could possibly see as well is Tim Tebow with the football and baseball career. So you never know. You yeah, never know. And I mean, like you said, they're doing pretty well right now with their mainstream success. I think they're really inspiring. You know. 
like the stories, whether you believe or not, whether you're, you know, believe in faith or not, or whatever your belief is, I find the stories really empowering and inspiring. Agree. Exactly. Exactly. See, I always like your, your, your thought process on it. Uh, just by saying that, you know, whether you believe or not, you can still be inspired by a story, exactly. you know, or somebody's uh, ability to overcome something, and you don't have to admit one way or another what your religion is. It doesn't mean you can't be inspired. Well, and, and like I said, Kurt Warner's an inspiring guy anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think his story is one that could play well on the big screen, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, because it, it was a pretty cool overcome, and you can you can still live the dream and, you know, have, have it happen for you. So, I don't know. Him and his wife are going to co-produce. They are involved on the producing side That's of it, cool. too. So, um. Um, that'll be cool. Definitely. I mean, you know. I'm really excited about this next one because Goliath is just killing it right now for Amazon. But J.K. Simmons and Bruce Dern coming on as series regular. Yes. That's crazy. That's going to be epic to see. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, we got J- uh, James Dumont has been mm-hmm. on it. We know Kevin Weissman yep. was on it. Uh, our, our boy Spencer. He Spencer Gare. He's about to be on it. So who hasn't been on this show? Because it's an awesome show. And, see, there's J.K. Simmons again. You know, exactly. J. Jonah Jameson. I'm just saying. So, J.K. Simmons. He's so good. So oh, my good. God. He's so – Whiplash, I think, will always be my favorite, though. Yeah. So intense in that film. Just amazing in that film. Um, and, of course, Bruce Dern. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, it, always, always fantastic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. And then, so, Netflix has got to try to top it. Of course. I think this next move, Netflix wants to remind people they weren't the reason these shows were canceled. The Marvel shows were canceled. It was Marvel. We love these guys. So Vincent D'Onofrio, old kingpin himself, and John Bernthal, yes, John Bernthal, the Punisher himself. That guy. Yeah, they're going to be teaming up again for a Netflix movie along with Richard Thomas, John Boy, uh, uh, and Sandra Bullock and Viola, Viola Davis in a new thriller for uh, Netflix. That's cool. That, that Right there. You don't even have to say anything else. Exactly. With that cast, why wouldn't you watch it? Exactly. Like, I mean, just saying. You don't need to know the premise. <laughs> let me see it. It's about Sandra Bullock coming out of prison and then not being able to like acclimate back into society, I guess. Oh, shit. So I don't, I don't know. But... Sandra Bullock being a badass ever after. After Bird Box. Like, that's it. That's it. That's it. I don't know. You had me with Vincent D'Onofrio, John Bernthal, and Viola Davis. I'm yeah. just like done. I'm watching it. All right. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Uh, Tony Collette, who's also was amazing in Knives Out. You know, she, she's having a big run lately also. Uh, she's been signed on for a Netflix movie lead role in Pieces of Her. She won a Golden Globe for uh, Unbelievable on Netflix. Yeah. So Netflix is sticking with her. I mean, obviously, smart move. They, they like that. Um, look, I, I think this is what we were talking about just a little bit earlier. Netflix grabbing all these huge name stars to make films. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't matter where it's at. If you can get this kind of talent and, and, and put together these type casts with these storylines – you're doing something right. Agreed. I mean, so. Agreed. Agreed. Well, one of the hit shows is finally coming to an end. Uh, I'm so After sad about season this. season five, The Crown, it is actually coming to an end. But, I mean, we still got a lot of story to be told, so don't be weary, guys. We still got a lot of story. I mean, we got Diana, we got Charles, we got all that good stuff yeah. coming in season four. Um, I know you're still watching season three. I kind of dropped off. I, I, I am. How, how's it going? It, it's okay. It picks up a little bit. Does you it? know, I, I just, I was... Team Claire Foy. Yeah. I, I just <laughs> I don't think they should have replaced her. But anyway, that's not me. I think Olivia's doing a, a solid job. That's Olivia good. Coleman. Um, I, I did find out, though. Are you a fan, Rebecca? Are you a fan of The Crown? I am. Okay. I am. So I have to say I'm a little behind. Okay. All right. Uh, Fair enough. Show, Fair enough. But, um, I do. I am a big Claire Foy fan. Um, I worked with her 
briefly in season the witch got to meet her and she's so lovely oh fantastic so, big fan. yes okay so anyway they're they're, they're ending they're, they've decided it won't do six seasons it's only going to do five and it's going to end with the whole diana and charles thing instead of moving past that and here's the reason though they finally released their, it, it's money it mm. did come down to money. Wow. They said it's an extremely expensive show to produce. Yeah. And the stars are asking for more and more money because of the popularity of it. Yeah. And they just feel like this would be the right time to dump out of it and not continue forward with it because of the viewership is starting to drop off from the first couple seasons. And so they weighed the cost of ratio to the viewership ratio and just feel like that's a good stopping point yeah. is season five not unusual for netflix yeah. I, I saw that 55 original shows from netflix have been canceled recently over wow. the last you know year and a half or so yeah. of those only nine of them made it to season three only five of them made it to season four mm. so they're they're famous for like dropping them after a couple seasons so yeah, which really sucks i mean because i mean I feel like they need a little bit more time to grow that fan base, but if they are, like, swimming in debt, kind of like Netflix is, they're trying to figure their shit out in wake of the streaming wars. It's true. Uh, Speaking of, here's a couple that they canceled after one season. Uh, They canceled Spinning Out, which was the um, ice skating uh, drama, you know, about a a young Olympic uh, figure skater who was trying to make a comeback after an injury uh, kind of a thing, so um, that was gone after one. And then Soundtrack. Um, which was supposed to be picked up by Fox, but Netflix saved it and picked it up. But uh, it's only got a 38% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Apparently mm. was not doing very good, so it got canned after one season. Man. So I, I guess if you're lucky enough to get a season on Netflix, run with it, right? Yeah. Like, I just, I, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're just scouring, it seems like. They're just trying to find, like, the right thing. I mean, The Witcher got picked up for season two, which is a huge show right now. I mean, Henry Cavill is doing amazing. So I think maybe that one might make it further than uh, season four. Right. But, I mean, we saw with Grace and Frankie, uh, the furthest they go is, like, season seven. And yeah. That, I think Grace and Frankie only gave, like, ten episodes per season anyway. Yeah, so. and they just got rid of BoJack Horseman and, like, yeah. all these epic shows that they're, like, ditching on, man. I was a huge friend with college uh, – friends from college. Yeah. I thought it was, like, the – you know, Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, it didn't – I mean, I thought it was a great replacement for friends, and then they just dumped out of it with yeah. a cliffhanger and everything. Like, what? You can't just leave it like that? I was bummed about that one. Uh, Netflix is doing better than Apple, though. Yeah. Apple TV, the morning show, remember it was kind of hammered by the critics and not, you know, kind of subpar. Um, Fewer than 10% of everybody, uh, Apple um, device owners, meaning anybody who has an Apple device that's eligible to get Apple TV or a subscription for it, fewer than 10% actually signed up for it Ooh, so that's surprising i mean when you think about everybody that's got an apple device an iphone or an ipad or like you know or a mac you know at home the desktop or whatever and fewer than 10 percent signed up for it and it's like one of the cheaper streaming services yeah so i for it's like three or four bucks like i i'm kind of surprised by that honestly i I am too i was expecting so much more from their streaming service i don't i mean honestly 
personally, I have not given it a try. I have not looked, watched any of their shows, so I don't know. Um, right. But it, that kind of sucks. They're trying to compete, and it's not working out. No, no. And, well, uh, this one I'm excited about, though. Um, apparently, O'Shea Jackson Jr., you know, old Ice Cube Jr., uh, he's going to step into the lead role of uh, Swagger, mm. apparently, um, which is, you know, from uh, Kevin Durant from yeah. uh, the NBA. Um, he's taken over from Winston Duke, who apparently hurt himself uh, on set, uh, oh, no. you know, while filming. So yeah. he's stepping in to take over. I'm excited about this one. It's basically a, a autobiographical Kevin Durant story That's cool. about how he came up on the playground, you know, and kind of had a rough life coming up, but yeah. made it to the NBA kind of a thing. So, um, and then of course you got, I guess that's the answer to HBO Max's Lakers series coming. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. You Everybody's know, trying to capitalize on that sports stuff, man. I exactly. Mean, it's a huge growing industry, so it makes sense. But I mean, YouTube is doing really well. I mean, they generated 15.1 billion that's with a b guys yeah. <laughs> in ad revenue in this physical year of 2019 and five billion alone of that in the last quarter exactly so like that that is crazy um and they actually are doing pretty well with their tv service youtube tv more than two million subscribers signed up for it um and it's 50 bucks a month yeah so that really goes to question what's going on with apple yeah. if a service that's 50 bucks a month can sign up two million subscribers what's going on with apple right exactly like exactly. um i i credit a lot of that to cobra kai because that seems to be like their hit so uh, agreed and it got renewed again for another season season three uh rumor has it you know um uh girlfriend there from the first season mm -hmm. is is uh, elizabeth shoe is coming back for season three. Oh wow that's it's cool. about time. I've always wondered, like, where is she? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, well, well, you a fan, Cobra Kai, Rebecca? I am. I am a fan. I, I'm uh, excited. It's really fun. Yeah, I, I think so. I, you know. Um, let's see, Quibi. Have you heard about Quibi yet? I have, briefly. Yeah, it, I it's... I don't know too much about it yet. Yeah, it's, yeah. I guess, just like this streaming service for, strictly for your phone. It's like completely mobile type thing. But they are lining some people up. It seems like every week we've been talking about yeah, Quibi seriously. lining up some big people. This time, John Travolta is going to star with Kevin Hart in a comedic action series called Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, at first when I heard this, I was like, no, why? This is not even going to work. This is going to be awful. But the premise is actually hilarious. It's about Kevin Hart's going to be playing himself, a fictionalized version of himself, who's sick and tired of being the action sidekick, like to The <laughs> Rock and everything. So yeah. he wants to be the main guy, the main action star. So he goes to this world-class action star school which is taught by John Travolta's oh, character goodness. and he has to go through all these series of tests and all this crazy shit to become the action star that he wants to be yeah I, I I'm gonna watch it because Kevin Hart trying to be the main guy action star is gonna be fucking hilarious yeah. I mean it, it's gonna be funny <laughs> he's definitely found his little niche though I mean I'm a huge fan of Kevin Hart in like every Jumanji and and the you know the fast and furious spin-off there Hobbs and Shaw just like everything he He's done with the rock has been hilarious yeah so i, I don't know i think that's gonna be a good one agreed man agreed Woo, sounds that, really fun yeah <laughs> yeah I, I mean seriously that would be a fun one for rebecca yeah i, exactly. I mean you know maybe you could be like a hardcore instructor along with john travolta at the school exactly. i mean I, I just you know come on Have some badass <laughs> martial art moves <laughs> like. rebecca will be like holding out the candy from kevin hart like you know she'll just bring back esther it'll be badass it'll be cool <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Well now guys, it's time. It is time for our guest segment. We got the one and only Jason Ritter coming oh on to gosh. talk about his career, parenthood, about Alex, a million little things, and so much more. This guy just had a kid. Yeah. So congratulations to him on that. Uh man, this guy is just so humble such a down-to-earth person like i can't wait for the fans to hear this one seriously it's gonna it's an it's an epic conversation and he's just got to be the most down-to-earth nice guy i think we've ever talked to i agree like, yeah. like seriously i mean it's so weird but Hell anyway yeah. here he is jason ritter welcome inside the crazy ant farm man Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, our pleasure. Dude, what a year you have had, right? I mean, we're talking a million little things, Frozen 2, Raising Dion. Like, like dude, you're killing it, man. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild year. Um, it's been uh, pretty pretty great. I, I also uh, became a dad around in that time, so it's, it's all... Uh, there's a lot, lot of stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. So even more so, we appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to talk to us today. Uh, I got to tell you, we run polls periodically to see who, who our listeners want on the show, and you are consistently at the top of the list or near the top of the list every poll we run, dude. So oh, uh, nice. yeah, they're they're, they're going to be thrilled to have you on the yeah, show. They so. really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that makes me so happy. So we, we what we like to do normally, but we're going to kind of change this one up a little bit because of the, the history of the family and everything we like to say well how'd you get started in the business and you know what made you do this kind of a but with the history of obviously a famous family and 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 kind of like was it something that you just kind of knew you were going to be a part of or did your dad try to say no way dude don't do it or like <laughs> what what was that like i mean a famous grandfather famous father well i think it was i think i i got the benefit of uh since i was um the third in line, my my grandfather had already had the talk with my father of like, no, don't do it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm doing it, uh, and I know that, but don't you know say not as I do. You know, he wanted my dad to be um, a doctor or a lawyer or something. That, right. You know, he he like really wanted. He was like, this is not a, a business that you can count on. It's fickle. It changes. You know, just like just don't do it. My dad <laughs> was like, okay, I'll I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then he, he did it, and he loved it, and, you know, he got his father's blessing to, to do it eventually, and, but I think that was, uh, I think he, he had the sort of um, philosophy, he and my mom had the philosophy of kind of, instead of doing that, just sort of giving the same sort of speech about it and saying it's really tough. But if it's really what you want to do, I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just help educate you about it. And, um, and you know, just before I get into it, just know that it's a world of constant personal rejection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Self-doubt. And, um but you know, he also. I think. I think he had the understanding that if if it is if it is if it does end up being like a true passion for somebody, um, then they're not gonna listen either. They're they're gonna do what they want to do anyway. If I had been saying I want to be an actor as a code for I want to be famous or something like that, right, then, right, then it would have been different. But he, you know, he he understood that uh, they both understood that i really wanted to do it and i really loved it and had a great time um actually doing it and wasn't like oh i just want to be an actor all this <laughs> line memorizing and character stuff is so boring i just 
can I just get photographed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because a huge block of our listeners are people trying to get into the industry. And I think there is this whole thing about do you really want to or do you just want to be famous? Exactly. Because there's a difference between actually yeah. wanting to do it. So I'm so glad to hear somebody say that and come on and say, hey, look, I don't want to be famous. I actually wanted to act. I exactly. wanted to do this. So, And then, of course, you've got siblings, too, who went the like uh, the singing route like Grandpa instead of the acting route. Yeah. Out. And so I think it's just awesome, dude. That you know that I was a huge fan of your dad as well. So I, I just think it's it's great. Oh, yeah, I'm older than than you might think. So shh. <laughs> <laughs> J Lo over here, Logan. He's the young guy, but uh, we won't say my age. Um, <laughs> so that's fantastic, bro. And then what? Yeah. what we're such huge fans because yeah. what? What do we? Parenthood. Parenthood. Gilmore oh, Girls. Nice. Like so like many. <laughs> so many questions just about that man yeah. Uh, oh yeah yo you're one of the dubious fellas who actually was the leading man for both gilmore girls dude right like... <laughs> oh yeah that's true that is uh, <laughs> i know i i i was nervous about that but then the the one that i uh, the show that i worked on with alexis i never really aired here so i didn't have to it was all like preliminary interviews and stuff like that where I was fielding those questions. Yeah, but then right. I didn't have to do the actual. <laughs> um, but no, they, they, I mean, it, that was so much fun. And it's always fun like when you know somebody who knows the person that you're about to work with and they can sort of, you know, put in a good word for you. And um, uh, it was, it was it, they were they were both so nice about it. But yeah, we, we laughed about that. Uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> so do you get those questions like which, which Gilmore girl was better? Like, right. you know? <laughs> Some of those, those questions. And did I, you smartly I, divert? Did you like d- defer the answer? Like I don't know. I just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> there's no good or right answer to that question. Uh, they're both so lovely and incredible in in different ways that it's that there's no kind of way to uh, you know there's no way to qualify. Um, uh, yeah. Which you know, well, know yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but they are both. Uh, they both were so amazing to work with and. Um, yeah, I, I love them both. That's great, man. That's great. Even my mom in Parenthood, she was watching it, and she was hoping that she was that Lauren Graham was going to end up with Mark instead of Ray Romano. And I was pulling for it, man. I was pulling for you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. It's so funny, you know. You, you it, as like a as a as a like a recurring character. You you don't know sort of either you know it's kind yeah. of like it, when you're when you know that you're going to be in every episode as like one of the main characters on a show you're sort of like okay well even if they you know no matter what happens i'll continue to be on the show but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a strange sort of feeling as a as a get there's an element that sort of mimics your real life which is like oh my gosh if if we break up then i don't get to see these people right right <laughs> <laughs> I'm out the door. I'm like, uh, um, and and uh, and and also, you just have no idea. Like sometimes, uh, you know, they it can go one way or the other, and uh, I don't think anyone really knew exactly what was going to happen. But in a lot of those scenes i i did feel like i really was fighting for the relationship yeah yeah Um, well and i tell you what it came across that way yeah yeah yeah, one of the things i think everybody's a huge fan about you the most is your characters are always so endearing yeah you're just you're rooting for your guy like all the time yeah you know and 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 we're like no come on not ray yeah and then but (laughs) um but i mean i guess viewers agreed you were nominated for an emmy for the appearance so i mean dude come on man that's awesome Oh, 
Well, that was awesome. That was crazy. Yeah. Hey, that's how good you are. <laughs> what, what's it like going toe-to-toe with Lauren Graham, though? I think she's got to be one of the most underrated performers, uh, honestly. I can't believe she has not won and been nominated either. Um, what's it like going toe-to-toe with her? Because she talks fast, bro. I can't believe it either. <laughs> she does talk fast. Um, she's, she is... I, I really, she's brilliant. She is so funny. She's so quick. She's such a wonderful actor. The the way that emotions kind of just show up on her face, like a like it's like a little subtle, beautiful ripple of you know, like everything that she's feeling kind mm-hmm. of shows up, and she's has such a wonderful understanding of humanity and love and beauty and I just I think I mean she's such a wonderful person on top of being a wonderful actor and that really shines through and I mean I was I was so scared initially I was so intimidated (laughs) and so nervous especially because I you know it started out in the first season I was just supposed to have kind of three three episodes three or four episodes and and then it would be done and it it, you know initially it kind of is like a a blind date or or something where you know you could show up and it could just go seriously wrong Mm -hmm. and then you just have to like muscle through the remaining time (laughs) with the person and it just does there's no sort of click but she just is so wonderful and magical and all i had to really do was listen to her and watch her and because she's such a wonderful actor and she's always in the moment and and also the way that show is set up where there's so much improvisation mm-hmm. um there's this beautiful script that's the backbone and you stick to that but then then you have the freedom if there's like a little moment that you can go off script and get then it's you know they they don't discourage that and so i just you know it was, it was amazing to have a theme partner like that so fast who could really like make me genuinely laugh in the moment and you know and i didn't have to think anything yeah. <laughs> my, that, the whole my, that whole period of time i just was truly enjoying the person that is lauren graham yeah. oh that's awesome bro that is that is awesome yeah so okay i, I mean let, let, let's let's jump around a little bit um let's, yeah. let's start with raising dion like Oh yeah, I loved Raising Dion. I know Logan loved Raising Dion, yeah. and the, the, one of the main reasons I really liked it is because no one saw you as a bad guy, bro. No one ever. Like, <laughs> like, like that just wasn't even on the radar. Normally, we pride ourselves on being able to watch things and like catch the plot points and and the, the ooh, you're gonna be surprised. I just no way saw that coming, yeah, bro. Able no. to predict things, but not this one. Was what? not able to predict. No, that like, one. No, I literally was on the sofa watching it, going, "Not Jason Ritter, not a bad guy." Like. No. <laughs> it was crazy, bro. Uh, that was so much fun, and that was a kind of you know when I, we went into that, and I, I, you know, I had talked to Carol Barbie, who I know you guys talked to as well, was awesome. Um, but she, uh, she, you know, she they had this whole plan from the beginning, and so before we even started the first episode, I knew where it was going, and it was. It was so hard for me to just be like, just, it's a secret. You know, I felt like the character on Saturday Night Live was like, oh, yeah, yeah. guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was, it was really, it was really fun. It was fun to kind of have a secret and to sort of, uh, you know, when I was writing out all of the things that happened, I also was plotting out, you know, it's like, so this is what's happening behind the scenes that only I know. Right. Um, but, uh, 
feeling a little bit better this morning because I just absorbed someone last night. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, things like that. Uh, but it was it was so much fun, and it was so much fun to, to be the guy and uh, and um, reveal reveal that, and and then to watch people's reactions on Twitter. There are a lot of WTF. Yeah. <laughs> things like that, where people are like, oh, I like Pat. Uh, I don't know about Pat. He's actually kind of weird. Like. Oh my god, I hate this guy. <laughs> right? <You're, laughs> it was awesome. It was fun. I, yeah, I was a, just a barrel of mixed emotions about it. I, I was like, I love this, I hate this, I love this, I hate this. Uh, it, it was just crazy. Um, his, his, pa- his pad was badass, though, dude. The whole brick, like, old warehouse looking. I, I was just like, this guy's awesome. Yeah, I, I, awesome. I, I, oh, I want to yeah. be Pat. Um, <laughs> So, well, I know. Yeah, I just that apartment was amazing. When they showed me that, I was like, "Okay, Pat." Yeah, yeah right? exactly. <laughs> Evil villains do well, bro. They they do well. <laughs> they, they do. They have good taste in movies. Some of those posters, I was like, "All right." <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you had some great scene partners in that series. I mean, you got Josiah. He was amazing. As the, I love the oh, interaction so between fun. you guys. Like it was so good. And I mean, plus Michael oh, B. Thanks. He's so amazing. And you guys like that's a double connection because both y'all were on Parenthood. Yeah, so, exactly. you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was where I I initially met him, and uh, he. I mean, I saw Parenthood. That was the first time I had seen him. I hadn't seen uh, Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. yet, yet, yet at that point. But but he blew me away as that character. Yeah, right. Um, and then and then we did a pilot together uh, after that that didn't go. Um, and in the time where we would have been shooting that pilot, he got Fruitvale Station, oh. and it just changed everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, dude. But he's always been that, that guy. I mean, he just was like, you just meet him, and you're like, this is a, a movie star. Mm-hmm. And he's so grounded and real and connected and his yeah he's just he's such a good guy and then it was really exciting to get to come and be his best friend slash uh betrayer <laughs> right <laughs> slash i want your woman <laughs> <laughs> oh my god slash, so yeah of course alicia wainwright yeah. Let, let's talk because man that scene in the alleyway when she comes out of work and you're like you know not happy with the way she's been treating you that was intense that 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 oh, was a yeah. that was one of my favorite scenes though where because you're starting to get that glimpse that maybe Pat's not so cool yeah you know yeah, exactly so it started the uh, it started to all unravel at that point yeah it was it was actually it was very strange to do the last couple episodes because we had had so much fun all of the other episodes we were we were laughing and you know and you know joking about how awkward it all was and and uh trying to find the balance of you know this is like a guy that might have a little crush on her and maybe she's somewhat aware of that or maybe not but she also really appreciates what he's been doing for dion and she's kind of up against the wall anyway and so you know it was it was so fun to like be on the same team for so much of it right uh, but she also knew it was coming for the whole time. So there would be times where we'd have this fun, nice scene, and then she'd be like, I can't believe that you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm sorry. It's, uh, I can't what? help it. No, one of the weird things, too, when we talked to Carol that she said that we thought was just really kind of crazy. She treated you guys as two different characters. Like, she had Pat and then the, the, the villain, as, and she would she would storyboard them and script them side by side, she said, as two completely different characters going. And the, the whole approach was just like, damn, that's awesome. Yeah, because so yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't in the, uh, in the comic book, and so I... 
I remember talking to Dennis, uh, created the whole thing, and he made the short and everything, and he was like, yeah, when I realized Pat was the crooked man, when I realized they were taking it that direction, <laughs> he's, he's like, did that thing where he looked to the heavens, was like, no! <laughs> he, he was really excited, and he loved it, but, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's amazing to, you know, have gone through several phases of development without, like, you know, deciding, oh, actually, what if this was the bad guy and, and then laying in some of those things. And they really did such a good job of subtly kind of laying in these little things where if you watch it a second time, you're like, okay, actually, yeah. Yeah. There's some, uh, you see some of these little things in the writing and, uh, you know, these little ways that Pat kind of like, is like, oh yeah, you can, you can cheat as long as nobody sees you. Like, just don't get caught and you're fine. And there's no moral problem. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, so let's see, Logan. Well, let, let, let's take a poll. I was rooting for you because I thought she was kind of leading you on, bro. A little bit. I, yeah. I thought so. Anyway, <laughs> I just felt like she knows she you like her, and she's like playing that. I feel like she was like giving you every sign, and then was like, "Oh no, uh, uh-uh. uh." I, I just thought she did. She did you wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, that, I think that's that's, that, that's like that's such an interesting thing about it is that you know we have these you know we have these um, I, I think we have these relationships in real life where there are you know I think she is truly grateful for Pat you know in her life and she I think she truly likes Pat and and it, I think. There maybe even is a, was a possibility in her head that something could have happened mm-hmm. at some point, and then it's like you know when he goes for it and he <laughs> does that kiss. Sometimes it like takes <laughs> that moment to go. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't, think, I, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. And, it's like I could totally see and, myself with Pat until the kiss. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, what have you been eating? That was. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> um, Do I smell garlic? I mean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, and then it's it's that sort of it's that painful thing, but you know that very real thing of like what it, you know if if it's been going well so far or something, but then somebody just doesn't like you, mm-hmm. right? Can't. No, it's like what's what's that song? I can't make you love me. That's yep. that very very sad tragic yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true. You just can't you can't manufacture, and then you know, um, and then those those emotions can 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 turn into you know the more kind of toxic like mm-hmm. well you you owe me you know you lied to me. I thought there was like a something happened or whatever, and it's like well no, I I I went down the road until I. Until I realized that this road was not <laughs> the road I wanted to be on, exactly. and that's it. Fault someone for that, but yeah, it's oh, it's so it's it's all so painful and tragic. <laughs> so, so, so we got to ask, and we know we're going to get shut down quick for this, but we got to ask: uh, Does Pat make a comeback in season two? I mean, the the way it ended, you're like, can he come back? Like, uh, you know? I, yeah, that's what that's what I thought too. I I was like, oh, I'm so happy they got a season two. Um, hey guys. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, well, we're, we're calling up Carol. We're Carol, we're calling Carol right now and saying you got to bring him back somehow. Like it's yeah. just got to. No, I, I I can tell you now that I I am coming back. Yes. I, I, yeah, Carol has a plan uh, for Pat um, that I am as of now unaware of, but um, <laughs> I, I I can't wait, and I I trust her so much. I think she's she's really. 
she's so thoughtful. I mean, she had to she had to tie so many threads together the course of these you know nine episodes, and now I think we're doing eight more episodes. And mm-hmm. she's just like you know she 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 weaves a good story. You know, everything that that I that you're supposed to kind of believe and be worried about who's the bad guy or Biona good or bad and you know all these she really is good at playing with the audience and and kind of um and and weaving a good tale so i'm i can't wait to see what she has in in mind definitely fantastic fantastic well okay so let's i want to talk about some other things too because like i said i've been a fan of yours for a really long time um so uh, 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 about it i think i first saw you on joan of arcadia honestly um like 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 just way back but i I hear i I heard a rumor that that might not have been your very first appearance on tv so i'm going to ask you about that in a little bit to see if that's true or not (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, uh, about alex dude and our very own just two like hidden gems that 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 i found a way back that i try to get everybody I know to watch because I just think they're two like fantastic films and I'm like guys you gotta watch these films they're fantastic so uh about Alex that's intense yeah. right like yeah yeah talk about yeah, that, that what's was... it like to play like somebody in that situation suicide and you got all these college friends coming in and like what was that like man it was uh that was an incredible experience I I, I got the I read the script by Jesse Zwick and I um and I knew he was gonna direct it and uh, we had a we had a meeting and um, and I just the thing that I loved about it so much was it felt really uh, it felt true to me. I you know I've had a couple of friends who have uh, attempted suicide. Uh, a couple guys that I I knew from high school who um, did actually you know die by suicide and mm. and um, and it's always such a shock and it's always so painful and um, and I and I thought. I thought this was such a beautiful exploration of that, and, and there was a lot of emotions that I felt um, after my friend's suicide attempt, where it, it was like a combination of of feeling guilt and shame that I didn't see the signs or I wasn't there enough for them, and then also um, anger and and at, at them, and you know, it, like it, it, to me, the the script really hit all of those things and felt true to that to that to that scenario as mm-hmm. opposed to sort of you know maybe exploitative or anything like that it just felt and the relationships all felt really drawn out and beautiful inside but yeah it's, it's basically the i mean the way that they were describing is like the big chill except the the, the guy survives and right so, you know <clears throat> but you know i thought it was so interesting that they all come to sort of support this guy and largely kind of all talk to each other and he's just kind of this ghost uh, agreed <laughs> Ag- house, and no one's kind of about it until they finally exactly um, agreed because uh, I, I thought that was one of the good things because you know you do associate uh, you said relationships with the other people but they all started finding things in their own relationships because of having to go through this with him and and, and the <clears> different <throat> thing i thought it was just so well written and and i think it touched oh, on that yeah. and that scene where he first comes in and he opens and realizes the blood hasn't been cleaned up out of the bathroom yet and everything oh, gosh, it, yeah. yeah it's like that's how you start the film like pretty much near the beginning you're like damn this is gonna be intense but yeah. just really yeah. really good man oh thanks a lot yeah i mean that was a, a, again like jesse jesse's directing and and writing you know he you 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 see my character in the bathtub and and then you don't really know you see him come back from the hospital and he's sort of bandaged up right and and no one you know you don't know exactly how bad it was until you see that bathroom and you go oh this was not 
for help. This mm-hmm. was a serious, you know, attempt, mm-hmm. and you know, it's darker than than you know you could have imagined. And yeah, um, I, I I love that movie. I know I I, I it's an I, there's these independent movies that and our very own and some others too that I just you know the script was so beautiful and moved me and I I jumped on board and um you know it goes to festivals and people some people see it and but you know it's tough to reach the that larger audience it is indie film and so it's so nice when somebody you know (laughs) well i'm gonna keep pushing both man i'm gonna keep pushing both our very own similar kind of situation not suicide but i mean your character again his family not so good i mean you're you're going through some serious shit in that movie too like And that for that one, I you know I thought like I feel like almost everyone can sort of identify with you know they're the, the, the two halves movie which are the this group of teenagers who have these dreams and they want to you know be whisked away to Hollywood and all this stuff and then this one character is dealing with his father's alcoholism and is ruining you know the their repossessing his furniture they might right. not you know, lose their house and 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 i thought that was so well done cameron watson who's such an incredible director and writer he he wrote that and directed it and uh and yeah just the, to me that thing of escaping from your family life into the world of movies or dreams or any of that is is i think something that a lot of people can relate to and and how important friends can be in in those painful times and you know when you're just trying to sort of hold on to a dream to forget reality for an hour or so absolutely Um, absolutely and the chemistry there i mean you'd swear you guys were all like real lifelong friends i mean the chemistry between all y'all was fantastic um (laughs) allison b janney first of all as your mom holy shit that that must have been epic oh my gosh yeah and then yeah but the chemistry between you and autumn reeser was just phenomenal as well uh, when she saw you were coming on the show, by the way, she said to say hi. So hi, Jason. Oh, um, <laughs> Adam, I love her so much. She's such a sweet and lovely person. Yeah, well, I, I've been saying forever, you guys need to be in something together. I Like, the chemistry there was so good, you guys need to carry it over to something like current day. That'd be awesome. I would love to. I would absolutely love to work with her again. We've done a couple uh, some thrilling adventure hours. Yes. Together, uh, but, um, but, yeah, she's just so awesome and i i would do i would work with her again in a single heartbeat that's fantastic that's fantastic (laughs) all right let's jump into it man a million little things dude the storyline between Eric and Gary and Maggie has been intense, bro. I mean, it reminds me a lot of Raising Dion, honestly. Like, Eric, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he both? We don't know. Man, what the hell, bro? Yeah. As anybody who, who watches that show knows, it gets it gets super intense. It's, uh, um, you know, they, they're not afraid to go to the to the dark place. I mean, actually, a lot of similar themes with about Alex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, so... I, I have a family member who I'm not going to name who's not very happy with you on a million little things. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I knew I was coming into, uh, like, I, I was so nervous because I know how beloved that uh, relationship between Gary and Maggie are on yes. that show. And I was like, oh, I was so happy when there was an episode where I was like, hey, I think I'm sort of messing up your relationship in your life, so I'm just going to step out for a <laughs> yes, finally. Uh, um, gosh. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it definitely is intense, and I, I have no idea uh, 
how people will feel. Uh, maybe people will like me more. Maybe people will be more angry with me. And maybe a combination of both. <laughs> but it's, it's been super fun to play this sort of complicated character because you know at, at, at first you're it's kind of like oh there's these it's like misunderstandings he's not a bad person right. but just even his presence is sort of um like messing things up between the two of them and um you know i anyway but i but i think they, they wrap it up in such a interesting way i'm excited to see what people think definitely definitely all right so what do you got coming up after a million little things because i mean dude like seriously right now you've got to be like one of the busiest guys in Hollywood. Yeah, seriously. Uh, pretty soon I'll start working on uh, the second season of Raising Dion, and then I'll, I'll uh, what Pat's doing, and if he's hanging out with that uh, the farm kid. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I love that. I'm just hanging out with the farm kid. I haven't possessed him yeah. or anything. Just hanging out with him. Just That's good. Everybody needs a mentor, and uh, now let's, let's do it this way. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's keep it good. He's just a mentor. That's yeah, all. That's all. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so now for the rumor. Are you or are you not the little bright blonde-headed kid in the opening of Three's Company with the goat? <laughs> That is me. Wow. <laughs> Dude. Like, again, we're not going to say that I'm old enough to have seen those actually back when they aired. Uh, that, that, uh, but, you, wow. Okay. Good to know. Noted. So the blonde hair went away. But uh, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, I think it was like season six or something like that on. He's the little blonde kid with the goat with Joyce DeWitt. Yeah. Now you know. Yes, so, exactly. It's at the, in the zoo opening credits. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 um, I, uh, I, toddled on over um i actually wasn't supposed to i just sort of uh you know i wanted to see a ghost uh, <laughs> and then they they just kept it in so yeah that's that was, fantastic uh, just one of those accidental things it's like know. ah just keep it that's great yeah exactly i mean they, you know they, they were going to be shooting these little things at the zoo all day so it was a fun little trip for a for a, a son and um <laughs> and then uh didn't expect to uh, to there, but uh, I got I got out of my mom's grasp. They, uh, yeah, like most toddlers will do. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> exactly. So how's so it? Apparently, that same day, you know, there's this sort of um, there's this moment where my dad uh, kind of is looking at a uh, looking at a lady, and he gets distracted, and he <laughs> he kind of falls back into a cage, like he kind of uh, right. And uh, apparently, right after they, you know, he did that sort of funny face, and they cut uh, one of the zoo guys came over and was like you cannot do that that's an orangutan cage and if they see you like he was apparently in real danger and had no idea no idea he was oh. doing like a silly joke but they're like yeah it, it, it like the orangutan was like what he's on my side of the fence what do i do do i kill him do I <laughs> So, um, so I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad the story from that day is that uh, I, you know, I I ruined a shot, and not that my dad got into a fight with an orangutan. Right, right. <laughs> what what was it? A harembe or something? Yeah, yeah. Jason's got a John Ritter harembe story back before. You know, that's like crazy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Right, right. It doesn't surprise me that he did that though, and not even know he was like one of the greatest physical comedian actors I think I've ever seen. But like that's that shit when he takes the drugs and goes flying and mixes it with the alcohol. Oh my gosh! Oh like, yeah, that is that's one of my favorites. <laughs> how how can it not be right? Like oh my gosh, oh my man! Gosh. It's so crazy. Well, and I think, and especially in that episode, you see his dedication to 
making you laugh you know like yeah it, it, he just there's no where he won't go to just get a laugh he's not like is this how a person would really react you know right, right. Like, <laughs> what is the funniest what is the weirdest what is you know the moment where he kind of feels fine and then he goes ah! <laughs> like makes this crazy face and crosses his eyes and just, it's so ridiculous oh yeah it's so funny and that's just he just had that drive like throughout you know our whole why he just was like what is the most ridiculous thing i can do and often didn't think about the exactly well like well, father like son dude dangerous yeah like father like son though man like I, you could just see the intensity and the love for the craft and and what you do it oh, I, nice. I think it just really shows in everything that you do like i said we've been huge fans for a long time oh thank you so much for saying that i really appreciate that no dude not not at all i mean not a problem at all and what we like to do at the end of the show is kind of like um have you passed along some some advice that you would give for people trying to get into the industry and maybe some pitfalls to avoid? Because like I said, we've got a lot of listeners out there trying to do what you do. So what what, what would you pass along? Uh, I would I would pass along, you know, I think I, I think uh, kind of going back to what we what we um, were talking about at the very beginning of, uh, of, the, of the show about you know, be, being famous versus being an actor. I think one of the things that I had to realize, because when I, when I first was doing it as a kid, I think I really did just like the attention and like yeah. people <laughs> clapping and looking at me and, you know, um, uh, and so I, I, as I got older, I really kind of had to re-examine my, my motives and, and things like that. And I, I realized at a certain point that if I was able to do this in any capacity, even you know in someone's backyard with my friends and just say hey can everyone sit down i have two hours or an hour and a half just like i came up with this thing that i would be happy doing that and i think if you if you can make sure that you are happy doing the actual thing and not um not putting your happiness on something that may come or may not come you know, because the fame part is a byproduct that either comes or does not come or can come when you're 60 or can come when you're 16 or, right. you know, like it, it, you, you have control over that. Um, so, you know, if you if you if you love the actual thing and, and the creating and being around, you know, the collaboration of it, the excitement of creating something with people that you like, then I think that's that's a good indicator to keep on going and then if you know if you if you it, you know there's nothing wrong with just wanting to be famous but i think there's easier you know, or i don't know just go on i don't know be on instagram or i don't know, right. <laughs> I don't know there are lots of different be, be a social media star right <laughs> yeah exactly or do something unspeakably horrible yeah um, basically <laughs> like mentor a farm kid i don't know you know <laughs> exactly like turn into a big lightning man that's, that's right a lot of people um, <laughs> we got attention uh, and then the other thing that i would say like advice is there's i think there's a lot of uh there, there's a lot of different opinions and there's certain things and there's a lot of um i don't know i feel like people can get like kind of um misled and sort of pushed out into the weeds in terms of like you know quote-unquote experts being like this is the best headshot that you need to get so you need to spend this much money like or you know or things that are that are kind of about the business but mm -hmm. not the sort of the core thing of the business right and i feel like if you work hard enough or and you're really dedicated to your craft and things like that you can have the worst headshot in the world and they won't be like 
uh, well, he was great, and then we saw his headshot, and I think it's important to, like, hear those things and maybe listen, but also remember that that's not necessarily the most important thing. You can, like, be totally quaffed and look amazing, and then you're like, oh, I forgot to watch humanity and learn about the condition of being a person, and exactly. I don't know how this character might react or i don't know you know things like that so right, I, right. I would just say just you know watch a lot of movies and and get uh, heroes and, and just do what you love <laughs> I love that. <laughs> me me exactly. too. That's do a, what you love. Exactly. And, and don't worry about how you look. It, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand. That's a, sort of an important part. I like, you know, I, 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 I've been told a couple times, like, hey, uh, so for this next audition, can you comb your hair? Or hair? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't look like you just rolled out of bed. <laughs> it's like, important. They're like, it kind of is just, it's a little important. <laughs> it's like, I'm a new father, okay? You know, like, it's just like, <laughs> Well, and congratulations on that, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I got to tell you, it's like the greatest thing in the world, isn't it? Like the, the birth of my daughter, it really it's is. greatest moment of my life and my best accomplishment by far. So a huge congratulations uh, on that. Thank you so much. You too. Oh, it, thank it you. It's pretty, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it, it changes your life forever, man. I, I got to tell you, but it, it's in the best possible way. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Exactly, awesome. exactly. Well, listen, man, again, you, you're a new dad, you got all this stuff going on and everything, and you took the time to come inside the crazy ant farm, talk to us, <laughs> and uh, we, we can't thank you enough, man. Like I said, we appreciate it. We know the listeners are going to love it, and, and just thank you so much, dude. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for thanks for doing this, and I, you know, I love you guys. I, I love the whole vibe of the crazy ant farm and uh, all the people who listen to it. There's just this sort of positivity and and energy and i i, I appreciate that, that it's being put out into the world and so i i'm so thankful to to you to you guys awesome we dude. We, yeah we <laughs> really appreciate that man I, wow that was that was I awesome. know, like really t- see home. he's not a bad guy he's <laughs> not a bad <laughs> Oh, man. Well, listen, dude, have a great weekend, man. And just like any time, open invite. Anytime you want to come back, talk about anything, or just join us for a top five, whatever, dude. You let us know, and and you're on, man. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Awesome, dude. Well, take care, bud. You too. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jason Ritter, everyone. Wow. Right there. Wow. awesome. He's as nice as he really. I mean, I he, like like Jason Ritter is Jason Ritter. That's uh, so fun. Even more so, how genius Carol Barbie was, right? Yeah, it's like, exactly. oh no, the only person to play this ridiculously evil person is Jason Ritter. Jason Ritter. It's like, what? No, he's the nicest guy ever. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was so great. Though. Oh my gosh, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot definitely, of fun. definitely. Thank you again, Jason Ritter, for coming on the show. All right, now it is time for our top five <laughs> segment, and oh man, this one was really hard. But we gotta welcome back. Our special guest for the top five segment, and of course we got our co-host with us, the one and only Autumn Racer and Rebecca Kennedy. What's yes. up, ladies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, by the way. Uh, the second appearance, for yeah, Autumn, yeah, yeah, for Autumn. So that's pretty awesome. Thanks for coming on for the hundredth show. I mean, I have to be here to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> we well, we are happy that you are definitely. Uh, we we still get comments left and right about the first interview. People love you, so we couldn't be more happy that you're on here to do this with us. So thank you so much. Oh, good. 
good. My pleasure. All right, let's let's jump in. Uh, oh, do we want to let the ladies go first? I think we should let the ladies go first. Yes. Yes. We we haven't even said what it is yet. Yeah, it's top five books. <laughs> top five favorite books. Look, look, nobody wants to do it. This one was really hard. It was. It was yeah. really hard. Maybe so much different genres. I don't know. All right, all right. So okay, okay. Who wants to go first, ladies? Rebecca or Autumn? Oh my gosh, I'll go first. Uh, yeah. Okay. Take, take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Autumn going first then. All right. There you go, yes. To Kill a Mockingbird. Because that's the classic. I think that's actually the only novel that I have in my, okay. in my group. All right. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a beautiful book. There's, I mean, what else? There's not much more to say about it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I wrote my senior thesis about it, but oh. who can remember it so long ago? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Okay. Mine was a little yeah. bit longer, but it's okay. It's, it's all right. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, what's your guys' favorites? Oh, wait. No, you you don't have five? Oh, I thought, oh, I'm going with all of them. I thought we were taking turns. I oh, okay. Oh, Autumn, oh, okay. Autumn is come in and she's taking control. She's yeah, changing she's how we do it. It's listen, okay. Guys. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Fine. Rebecca, number five? <laughs> uh, well, I also, uh, so I'm going to put this really difficult to choose and these are my not like I have so many more books that I love as well so I'm going to put that out there and they're not in particular order but I also picked To Kill a Mockingbird yes. well, there you go see the greatness the greatness uh, you know, exactly as, as I wanted to pick at least one that was um, I read when I was younger and yeah, so more of a classic the rest of mine are more up to date. So yeah, I love I love how they both said I wanted to pick one when I was younger, right. as if they're old. Yeah, right. like, 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 come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Let's say, I mean, let's put it that way. I wanted to pick yeah. one when I was older too, but I couldn't get it off the cave wall. So right. like, you know, it was okay. It's, it was, it's, it was stenciled in. I couldn't read it anymore. I couldn't even tell. Okay, it's okay. All right, JLo, number five. Oh man, I I'm going with the old man in the sea and the sea. Oh, I just love the com- I love the comparisons between if the old man is Jesus and him making the boat and then his interaction with the young kid. It's just, I have a lot of fiction novels on mine. So, uh, yeah, this one is definitely my number five. All right, all right. My number five, I chose um, Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. I just thought it was an extremely fascinating biography, like like just this really intense look into this man's life. Mm -hmm. And it was was crazy. I mean, no furniture. He would literally, he had a room with like absolutely no furniture. He would sit on the floor and just like, you think about all these like crazy things he did with, you know, so adamant about the design of the iPhone and like all this, you know, crazy intense stuff. But the guy was just very simplistic and very, you know, it's an, it's a really interesting read if you haven't read it. Really cool. I'm so glad that you guys picked this subject. I'm going to get all of these new books to read. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. See, that's our goal. Yes. You just keep me like, oh, I want to read that book, and they buy it. You're <laughs> yes. like, I have 
20 ahead of it. Yeah, do, do you find yourself, I find myself too, I do that exact same thing. I buy the books and then I put them up on the bookshelf and everything and it, it looks all great. Now. And I go back and read a book that I've already read before I read the new book. Yeah, it's right. like, I don't know why I do that, but I do sometimes. <laughs> Uh, okay, number four, Autumn. It's you, number four. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, pick a play because it's my favorite play, and um, it's. I feel like my list wouldn't be complete without it. Uh, Burn This by Lansford Wilson. Oh, good. They just did it on Broadway with um, Adam Driver and Carrie Russell, mm-hmm. and I did not get to go see it, but I know the whole play by heart, basically. I just think it's a beautiful play. If you haven't read it, it's great. Read it. Burn This. Burn, burn this. this. All right. It's everybody taking notes. Like, exactly. I think, I, I think, yeah, I Autumn right? had the idea. Everybody write down. We'll all swap books. It'll, this is going to be a new book club. Right. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> all right, Rebecca, number four. All right. So, number four uh, for me was a book called The Testing. Okay. And uh, for anyone that doesn't know what it's about, uh, quick summary is basically uh, kind of a dystopian kind of uh, future. And when you graduate from school, um, certain amount of uh, candidates are chosen to take what they call the testing and they're all vying for basically 20 seats in a, in a university setting so oh. everybody gets to go to college and there's like oh. four rounds and they're all really really difficult um physically and like uh, mentally so it was a really interesting uh book and a quick story about that i after i read it i uh tweeted the author as you do <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> telling her that I really enjoyed it and uh she thanks me and we start following each other and then when she's been to LA a few times we actually have met up and got nice. to uh talk and then she took me as a guest me and my husband to like a literary where I got to meet a bunch of authors from things I've read and it was really cool because I've never been in a setting like that and so she's she's awesome so I definitely uh Joelle is her name and I recommend book awesome that's cool that is yeah. very cool. The power of social media, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it's <laughs> so it's so amazing. All right, Jayla, what you got? Oh man, uh, it was so hard to narrow it down to one, so I just put the whole Harry Potter series. The whole, <laughs> the whole Harry Potter series. All of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was just so difficult. I mean, I love what Daniel Radcliffe did with the film interpretations, but I'm also like, yeah, I just love the books. The the real question is, who do you love more, Harry Potter or Patrick Dempsey? Ha ha. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's okay. a hard one. No, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. My number four was The Ride of a Lifetime, uh, Bob Iger's new book. Yeah. Just because everybody knows I'm a huge comic book geek, so the whole Marvel storyline and how he incorporated Marvel and the whole push as to how he – he basically redid a, a Michael Eisner with Saving Disney yeah. when it was kind of like on the edge of you know teetering, and now we all know it rules the world. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I really like it because it goes deeply into his personal life and how he makes his decisions and what goes – goes into his thought process about running this giant empire and it's a lot more simple than people think he's just really this average guy who kind of makes decisions like all of us do except he's running an empire so i mean you know (laughs) so very interesting read yeah i like biographies i'm a biography guy so you know Yes, yeah, you know, the more you can learn, right? The, I mean, the learn from everybody who that you can cherry pick, right? Exactly. I mean, that's what I do. Absolutely. All right, number three, Autumn. Um, uh, women who run with the wolves. Oh. Clarissa Nicola Estes. So beautiful and mythic, and um, it's just a gorgeous book. Fantastic. Yeah. I will definitely write that down. So yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. 
I know. Everybody's got their pen. Like, jot this down. Jot exactly. this down. Exactly. It's, it's, like, it's good. It's good. Uh, Rebecca, what you got? Uh, so, keeping with the young adult theme uh, for this one, I'm going to go with The Hunger Games. Nope. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Nice. Especially the first one. Um, I just remember reading it and I couldn't put it down. I just thought it was so just like crazy. And yeah, I mean, all the books are good, but especially the first one for me. Definitely. Can I ask how old you were when you read that? I read the book long before the movie was made. There you go. Um, older. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm asking because my, my oldest son, he's uh, he'll be nine this year and he's gotten really into reading. And so it's really interesting for me to think about like what age to introduce him to different books. And obviously he's got his own opinions, but um, it's fun to kind of be like, well, why don't you take a look at this one? And I, I think that one's probably for, he's too young for that. So probably, right? I would say, yeah. I mean, I read it as an adult. So um, I'm not going to try to age myself here, but um, yeah, but I mean, it depends on the kid. Like I, I have a actor friend who's young who reads like horror books and doesn't get affected. So I guess yeah. it just depends on um, your son and what he, you know. Yeah. 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 Right well, while it's my, Minecraft books. It's this like Minecraft novel series, but they're, <laughs> they're terrible, oh. but he loves them. So I will buy all of them for him. There, there you go. I just like how she completely deflected saying her age. Right. That, that was a that's smart move, Rebecca. Smart move. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Logan, what you got? Uh, for number three, I have Tough Shit by Kevin Smith. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this one is like telling how it's kind of a biography uh telling about how he grew up and got started in the industry and how he got started with clerks and his interactions with harvey weinstein how fucking he was just a little crazy and like brought him to all these meetings that he learned from but then realizing that this guy was a superficial douchebag and um, it talks about his time with working with bruce willis on cop out and just so much good stuff so, and i mean kevin smith is an idol of mine so it was just really good to see or literally see all these stories while reading the book so that awesome. was a good one awesome Okay, uh, mine, number two, is... Uh, no, number three. We're on number three. And this was actually a recommendation from Autumn. She, oh. she, yeah, I, I found this one from Autumn. Uh, the Artist's Way from Julia Cameron, which... Yay, I'm so glad you said that. I couldn't fit it on my list. It was, uh, it was a runner-up, so yay. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. It, it, it's really this exploratory kind of a guide for yourself. There's these tests that you take, and it's just... If you were, like feel like you've lost your creative edge mm -hmm. you know if you're a creator and you you just or, or even in life you just feel like you've lost that motivation or that purpose or whatever this book i highly recommend and, and you take these tests and, and you kind of do these worksheets and it's amazing to kind and sure enough when you finish it you you are like pumped out you are like ready to start <laughs> writing again you ready are ready to start go. shooting again it's it's an amazing book so uh thank you for recommending it way back in the day autumn it was great and uh i recommend it again today yay all right, what are we at? Number two, Autumn, number two. It's around to me. Okay, um, I'm going, you know what? This is a book that I came to late. I only read it last year, but it made, or I guess maybe the year before that, it made a massive impact on me. Um, Cheryl Strayed's Wild. Ooh, mm. yes. Mm. Now, is that the one they made into the film with Reese? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah, which I, which yeah. I was 
you know, it was fine. I enjoyed it. But the book was a completely different experience. I, and I think I read it exactly the time I needed to. I mean, look, it had such an impact on me that I went and backpacked on the Pacific Crest Trail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. I just think, I, I also just love Cheryl Strayed. I love her writing. I find her so... Um, human and she she finds a grace and beauty in everything but she's so honest too mm-hmm. really enjoy her awesome awesome now that makes me want to go get it and like you know right, read. Exactly. i'm telling you this is a great book club everybody's gonna we should just isolate this out of the show and post it as a book club post right. and let everybody yeah. go it's gonna be great uh rebecca number two uh so number two for me uh was a book called a head full of ghosts a head full of ghosts. Uh, Paul Tremblay. Yeah. And if you like uh, horror thriller types, I definitely recommend it. It's about a family that has a daughter who, they, who may or may not be uh, deaf. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that sounds intense. Yeah, right? It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely is one that stuck with me for a while, and I don't want to give anything away because the ending, I was like, holy crap <laughs> it's okay we got the e we have the e next to this show rebecca you can say shit it's yeah, okay you're good. <laughs> You're all good. But that's awesome to hear because I'm watching Supernatural right now, so I'm super into that. So maybe I'll pick that one up too. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're into Supernatural, I think you would definitely enjoy this one. All right. All right. Who, uh, okay, well, it's your turn, Logan. Oh, what wow. you got? I didn't even realize. Yeah. Um, of Mice and Men. This was uh, one, of the uh, ones, yeah. one of the first ones I read in high school, and ooh, it just stuck with me ever since then. Just, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's definitely a good read. Uh, I mean, whew. This is a good again. list. I might need to pick it up. Exactly. Right? This is a really good list. Okay. I, I'm, I'm breaking away here. I'm, I'm going away from my trend that I had. I've got a fiction one. But it's not – it's fiction, but it's also somewhat semi-autobiographical. Yeah. It's uh, Someday, Someday, Maybe by Lauren Graham. Mm. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. It, it's – it's yeah, it's about uh, a young actress who moves out to New York to try to, to become – an actress and make it in the business and she's just about to give up and walk away when she gets her break in theater and hits it and becomes you know the star and like everything that she wants to be and all this kind of stuff but if you're a fan of lauren graham just lauren graham the actress this book is it's it's like you're hearing lorelei gilmore or somebody read it or or write it it's just it's it's so intense and it's so real and and like i said it's semi-autobiographical about her life and how she made the move out there and tried to make it and almost gave up before getting there and um but she's a brilliant author a lot of people know you know she's a great actress but she's also a brilliant author and i would highly recommend checking it out someday someday maybe i did not know she was a writer until you recommended that book that's so exciting yeah definitely I'm, yeah, I'm telling y'all, it, it, it's fantastic. It's just a really entertaining read. At one point, Ellen picked up the rights to it. They were going to do a show about it with Mae Whitman, but um, for some for some reason it fell through. But the book is absolutely fantastic. I definitely recommend you guys check it out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. It's back to Autumn, number one. Ooh, number, number one on the one. list. The number one on my list is The Untethered Soul by Ooh. Michael Singer. Mm. Deep. Deep, yeah. Exceptional. I love it. It's um it's a go to. It's a go to. Yeah. All right, and and that's that's about as, as as like like hardcore an endorsement that you'll get. Like exactly. it, it's a go to. Period. It's a go to. <laughs> with with an exclamation point. It's a go to exclamation point. <laughs> it's a it's a good one to keep coming back. To. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Oh, Rebecca, what's your number one? Yeah, so I feel like you guys picked all these sophisticated. 
sophisticated books, and I'm like, here's one about. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I feel the same way. It's okay. That's the beauty, though. Look, you're getting a wide range of uh, of different reading that that you can go to. That's so that's awesome. That's true. That's true. Um, so my my first one uh, I picked was A Monster Calls. Okay. Patrick Ness, oh. and they also made a movie about it. But um, it's one of my favorite movies. Have you read the book? No, it's. I don't know. Like, I could handle it. I could barely like survive the movie. It was so emotional. Yeah, I don't cry very often when I read books, and I was like sobbing during most of the most of the book, and definitely at the end. It's oh about if anybody doesn't know about a young boy who's losing his mother to cancer. Oh. Okay, how how much heat how much heat am I gonna take if I say I've never even heard of the movie or the book? Like yeah, uh oh, uh oh. Well, now I have to. Yeah. Now, now I feel like I have to read the book and watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, compare. That's your assignment. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna give a review on next week's show. It'll be amazing. Right. Exactly. Does the voice of the monster? Oh. Oh. His voice, you know. Of course, like I can listen to him talk all day. So. Um, I highly recommend the book and then seeing the movie. Well, I mean, if both of y'all endorse it, then we're definitely, yeah, it's a must, right? <laughs> I mean, they were about to cry, I so know, I feel right like there. I have to see that. I have to read it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Logan, what, what tearjerker do you have? All right, uh, not really a tearjerker. Um, <laughs> my number one is The Catcher in the Rye. Oh, yes, this always. One, this one came to me at such a pivotal point in my life, and uh, talking to Danny Strong on our show about yes. Rebel in the Rye and talking about that process, Says, the whole like, J.D. Salinger to get to that book. Yeah, yeah it was like, amazing. It was just an amazing, like, just eye-opening thing to listen to. So, yes, that is my all-time number one favorite. Yeah, and good plug, too, for, yeah. for Danny and the and the movie. Yeah, if you guys I mean, haven't seen the film, it's a really good film. So uh, check that out also. That's what we do. I feel like, see, we're very fair balance. Like, exactly. you know, just uh, it's great. All right, uh, where are we? Are we to me? We're to number me, right? One. Number one for me. Back to my back to my stuff, my realism stuff. Yeah. But I just think this is an absolutely brilliant book. It's uh, Face to Face: The Art of Human Connection by Brian Grazier. Oh, and okay. it's absolutely. It, it talks about the importance of and how basically in today's society with social media and all the and all the different things, people have lost the art of actually communicating face to face. And how important yeah. it is to not only speak face to face but to listen to watch people's reactions to how you what you're saying and what you're doing and and, and to have actual conversations with people and uh the book is really fascinating he goes out of his way to like he talks about how he sets up these meetings with yeah. people he's always wanted to talk to wow. or always wanted to meet just to for no other reason other than to talk to them wow. like, like like and and you know learn from them and 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 kind of it's a really really fascinating read but and it just really spoke to me because i, I feel like nowadays everything is all about you're tweeting this or you're texting yeah. that or you know and we don't sit down and talk anymore face to face so um i just thought it was a brilliant book definitely i'm gonna read that thank you for recommending it you're welcome <laughs> it's really cool and then maybe we can have a face to face with brian grazier it'll be great yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fantastic. It'll be it'll be great. Oh man, wow, that's an intense list. That was such a good top five. That was a, that's like twenty books you need to get your ass off the couch and go read. Like exactly. I mean, you should be you should exactly. be doing it. And a couple of movies. Yeah. I, I mean, you just throw <laughs> it out there. Oh my goodness. So what you got coming up, Autumn? I mean, we can't get you here. We're not talking about anything that you have coming up. I had the steps percolating, but I can't talk about yet. Um, of course. I really just came on 
to talk about books. Okay, okay. I have nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. Well, even more so, we're we're grateful that you came on because it's always fun to just have you come on and talk. You know, you don't have to plug anything. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, good. Well, I have to say it's awesome you did like a Hallmark Christmas movie because my mother-in-law, that's like her dream for me to be on one. So (laughs) she's like living vicariously. I can live through you. There you go. And I mean, this... Like, my grandmother's finally excited about my career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, this Christmas, I finally watched uh, Bramble House, Christmas at Bramble House, yeah. and I loved it, Autumn. It was really good. Yeah. You, you don't understand. It's like an annual tradition in our house. I make them watch uh, Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade and then the Christmas movies. It's like it has to happen every year. So. Oh, my God. I <laughs> no, I'm tell- I keep telling everybody about Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I said the karaoke, the drunk karaoke scene alone is worth that movie. Like, you should just watch it just for that. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'm just failing my real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, we won't bring up the fact that you bolted on the, the karaoke choices. She's right. like, uh-uh, not happening. Let's do something else. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, so so we're going to let you go because we know you're busy. You got those things percolating, and, and, and you got to go buy all these books. So, I mean, come on. Of course. On. So, uh, <laughs> Right now, don't wait, Autumn. We want to see reviews, like, right away. Um, (laughs) So thank you, though, seriously, for coming on. I mean, the big 100th episode, we couldn't imagine having better people on the guy. It's been epic, honestly. And and like I said, the fans were thrilled that you were coming on, so they're going to just love this segment. And thank you so much, as always, for coming on and talking to us. You're welcome. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Yeah, can you believe they let us stay around this long? It's crazy, right? That's so great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. I mean, you're a huge part of that. All of our guests have always, I mean, we yeah, credit our guests so much because without you guys, I mean, where would we be? Just two guys talking about what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Movies. <laughs> Movies, right? Hey, uh, talking to That's yeah, right. Exactly. Talking to us. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, Autumn, like I said, we'll let you go. And uh, just thank you so much. And as always, open invite anytime you want to come on and not talk about anything. It's all You're always welcome. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. All right, you guys have a good day, everybody. All right, thank bye-bye. You. Bye. Well, that was really fun. It was. I mean, that that, really yeah, that, and, and wow, learned a lot of books. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, that was some good stuff. I'm going to definitely, I, I mean, yeah. Well, see, now we have to make sure if you didn't, anybody who didn't have a pen, just go back and listen to exactly. it and start jotting down. Hit the rewind button. And then you'll be good. There you go. Oh, man. Fantastic. But now it is time for the box office recap. Oh, man. Um, Bad boys. Bad boys. Continuing to rock and roll at the box office. Like we said earlier, we went and saw it and loved it. And they're coming out with a fourth one. Yeah, apparently people loved it so much. Yeah, they did. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't actually see the first when they came out because mm-hmm. I was young and so like 11 or something yeah or even, oh yeah. careful careful you're, you're letting your age go <laughs> <laughs> everybody's on IMDB right now looking up the release date going okay she was 11 and uh... I, was a, I was a fetus <laughs> I was a fetus <laughs> uh, but they're on Netflix and so I watched them before we went and saw them and Yeah, you know they have a spinoff of it, a TV show with uh, Gabrielle Union. Uh, she played his sister, remember, in the, uh, in the first and second, second one, one, right? Yeah. And uh, her and Jessica Alba have a spinoff series, so it's on uh, Spectrum. So. Awesome, I did not know that. Yeah. 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 Now, I, now I learned something new. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're here for, to entertain and educate. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. That one pulled in around 17.6 million. I predicted 15 to 20 million, so I'm doing way better than last week already. Yes. Um, with my predictions. Uh, number two was 1917, which is just a phenomenal. Oh my gosh! Film. Yeah. If you haven't seen that one, Rebecca? Oh, I have. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like like from a cin- cinematographer point of view? I mean, it's absolutely epic. Yeah. Like the. It's the stunning. Yeah. It's stunningly, and you know, obviously, like they, it wasn't all one take, but they you oh, know, had yeah. to make you think. But you know, even still, even with doing the nine minutes or however long you did, mm-hmm. that's so long for film. Exactly. It's, and it's one thing to be like sitting and talking; it's another thing to be doing a nine minute take where you're moving. Right. And all of the parts are moving, and all of the background actors have to come in at the right time, and just like that's so much. I can only imagine how stressed they were. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And two things I really liked about it, uh, you know, the the uh, on top of the cinematography, the lighting I thought was absolutely insane how they shot it all with natural lighting and did all the different type yeah, things that beautiful. they did with that. And then I loved how they opened and closed the movie with the same shot yeah. with him under the tree. Yeah. Like I, I just thought that was so like interesting how that how they did that um and how does that guy not get nominated i know D- right? does anybody have an answer for that how does this kid not get nominated he was amazing he was um but yeah that one pulled in around nine and a half million i predicted five to ten so whoop whoop go me um <laughs> number three was doolittle rdj's doolittle with 7.6 million i predicted five to ten that one's pretty good too uh i think more people should go see that one uh have you seen that one yet i have not me either don't worry yeah yeah don't worry but it is pretty good it's comedic it's a good family movie honestly i do and i do like robert downey jr yeah who doesn't (laughs) exactly exactly uh number four was gretel and hansel Mm. with 6.2 million i got that one wrong and number five the one that just keeps on going jumanji the next level with six million last week it had seven million yeah. so people are loving this one i like i mean like we were talking about earlier in industry news the rock and kevin hart just have great chemistry, yeah it's so. all about kevin hart being a sidekick that that's <laughs> right. why it's kicking ass i mean i'm just saying it's <laughs> yeah, i really i really i love the first one and i really like the second one i really you know it's like i loved robin williams's mm. yes you know? Going into the first one, I will say I had low expectations. Agreed, like, me too. You, yep. You know, how do you do this? And I love that they didn't try to make that movie. They mm-hmm. made their own movie and it worked so well and it was so funny. And they all worked well together. And, you know, then you've got a sequel and you're like, all right, how's that going to work? And it right. still works. It was still so fun and, like, just laugh. And I'm like, that's that's what i want exactly it's a feel-good movie like i mean you know and it it literally is the epitome of what a movie's supposed to be right an escape i feel like those movies are an escape to from reality and you can just sit back and laugh and have a good time like you said uh oh man so good i know i know but we got a big one coming out this week we got birds of prey yes harley fucking quinn i I just i love her i mean they couldn't have picked a better person for a live action version honestly yeah honestly i'm glad they're staying with her especially after they're i mean kind of rebooting the suicide squad so i'm glad they're staying with her as that character because yeah she's amazing as harley quinn agreed uh, have you caught the, the Harley Quinn animated series yet, Rebecca, with uh, Haley Cuoco? I have not. Brilliant as well. But I am looking forward to the movie. I do like those a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. it's it, it, I mean it, it's still a lot of it, it's mind-boggling to me that a lot of people don't know that Harley Quinn started off on Batman the animated series. Yeah. She's not from the comic book. She yeah, exactly. she was literally made for one episode of Batman the animated series and she was so popular on that one episode that they they wrote her into following episodes and then boom, the rest is history. So exactly. it's crazy, man. Well, exactly. I was one of those I didn't know that, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> See, learning new things. I'm telling you, this has been the most educational episode and we've right. ever had, maybe. It's, it's great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But movies you can still go see are The Turning, The Gentleman, Jumanji, The Next Level, Frozen 2, Knives Out, Bombshell, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Like a Boss, 1917, uh, Bad Boys for Life, Doolittle, Just Mercy, The Rhythm Section, and Gretel and Hansel in select theaters. Yes, and yeah. I want to throw out, if you're a cinephile, go see The Gentleman. Yeah, it's Oh, really my good. gosh. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Guy Ritchie, man. Well, at the beginning, you're kind of like, at least for me, I was like, all right, where is this going? Right, right. You me know, too. You're like, I don't really, because the trailers like, were kind of weird, and you weren't really sure what the movie was about, at least for me, and... And, you know, I'm like, all right, I, you know, my friends were saying it was really good, so we're like, we'll go check it out. Mm-hmm. And at first, I'm like, I don't know. And then it was like, I was so fun. It was so good. Agreed. I loved all the characters. Um, I thought Charlie Hunnam was so good. Agreed. Yes, agreed. Like, at the beginning of the house, you're kind of like, all right, where's this character going? And right. And when you see him start working with Matthew McConaughey, I was like, oh, so great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. All, the, all the acting, Colin Farrell, everybody was so good. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously, the, the, I think it was cast perfectly. Was. I, I just don't think there was a character in it that I didn't like. Yeah. It was fantastic. Agreed. Just great film. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, but number one, I think this weekend, it's going to be Birds of Prey. It's, oh, yeah. That, I think that, it's going to pull in around 35 to 40 million. Yeah, no brainer there. Yeah. Um, number two, I think it's going to be... Bad Boys for Life with around five to ten million. Mm-hmm. Number three, I think it's going to be 1917 with around. Uh, or actually, I mix those up a little bit. Uh, my number is up a little bit, but I think Bad Boys is going to get ten to fifteen, and 1917 at number three is going to get five to ten. Oh, there, there you go. we go. Um, and number four, I think will be Doolittle with around five to ten million. And number five, I think Jumanji is going to stay in that top five spot. So, yeah. Um, I think that's going to pull in around three to three to five million. I can't argue. Normally, I have an interjection on your list, but I can't. I think that's dead accurate this week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now it is time for the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. Uh, top trending movie is, by no surprise, it's 1917. Yeah. I mean, everybody's talking about that one. It's, I think that's the sleeper, man. I think it's, it's at the top there because I think everybody's kind of like, that's going to be your best picture. Yeah. Yeah. Top trending show this week is still, uh, the, for the second straight week actually, Sex Education on Netflix. This one's doing really well. And uh, the top trending star, I'm not surprised since of all the stuff he's kind of getting into recently, uh, Sean Weiss yeah. from Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I mean, which is crazy and super unfortunate and shows the dark side of Hollywood. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just feel so bad for him. Like, uh, it, it's unfortunate because, you know, the, we we talked about this with Catherine McNamara last week. Uh, like making that transition from child star to adult star yeah. can be tough. Like especially if you're like an extremely popular character that's been kind of typecast, right. and the work starts to dry up for you a little bit when you become an adult. I, I I can't even imagine how tough that must be. And then sometimes it goes down this road, man. Yeah, been crazy. It has been crazy. <laughs> 
But anyway, guys, that is our show this week, the big 100th episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it because I know we did. It was just phenomenal. I got to thank everybody who came on again. Autumn Research, Jason Ritter, and, of course, our forever guest, Rebecca Kennedy. Thank you so much for your time today. That's right. Now, jot down on the calendar. I'm sorry, what? No, I said jot down on the calendar. Episode 113, you have to make an arrival. I'm just saying, you know, mark that down. You're stuck with me for life. That's right. <laughs> Every 13 episodes, it's going to be great. I really appreciate it. Oh, no. We, we, we couldn't have – when we thought about it, you know, we sat down and we were planning out the big 100th episode. It, it was an immediate, we can't do this without Rebecca. Like, I mean, you have to have our forever guest or we can't do a 100th episode. I mean, come on. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm glad I was available. So. <laughs> us too. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Crazy Ant Media. We're all over social media platforms. Platforms. We are now on Pinterest. Yes, We've we're pinners. Saying that loud and proud for the last couple of weeks. We are pinners. And uh, follow us personally, myself at Shalo Fantastic and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. And Rebecca, where can they follow you? Uh, on Instagram. You can find me at Becca K, B E K A H K, because someone already had my name, so I had to think of something else. Haters. Um, Seriously. You're the only oh, Rebecca Kennedy. I wasn't quick enough to grab my name. Um, and then on Twitter, Rebecca Kennedy, R-E-B-E-K-A-H, Kennedy, and uh, yeah. 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 And we, as always, will direct everybody there to make sure that they follow you. And Autumn Reeser, it's Autumn underscore Reeser on Instagram and just Autumn Reeser on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Jason Ritter, same thing, just at Jason Ritter on um, Twitter and Jason underscore Ritter on Instagram. Yeah. So follow everybody. Follow all of our amazingly epic guests today because, you know. Or else. Or, or else. else, exactly. <laughs> follow now. <laughs> and us. Don't forget to follow us. Exactly. Like, you know, don't do that. Exactly. And subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or basically everywhere, guys. It's Podbean, true. like, everywhere. Um, make sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com. What's we love Oprah! Oprah!